Hey everybody, you're listening to a brand new episode of Saul's Life. With me, your host, Saul. And as usual, I got my compadres with me, Emily and Ross. Um, Emily's just with us for the first half, um, and then it's Ross and I in the second half. And on this episode, I mean, as always, full of laughs and and, and full of crazy little side stories. Want to do... Well, we give a shout out to Kobe um tonight as we were recording it or today it was the one year anniversary of his untimely death uh him and his daughter um we also talk a little bit about the uh, baseball hall of fame um i'll let you guys listen in on that uh biden's executive orders we cover all of those in the last week um and then in the second half Ross and I talk a little bit about uh, Jay-Z and Funkmaster Flex and Drake. Uh, for whatever reason, I go off on a tangent on why I hate Drake so much. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy that one. Um, and then as usual, we got to get it how you live and um, our regular shout outs. So hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, have a good rest of your week. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to get back uh, next week and give you guys a brand new episode. As always, please don't forget to leave a review, uh, five stars preferably. Um, You know, leave a comment. Go on Saul's Life on the Facebook page. Uh, You can also uh, comment on Saul underscore Wall on Instagram there. And uh, Solly D's, uh, S-A-U-L-Y-D-E-E-Z on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So um, just on anything. But yeah, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Enjoy this episode and uh, have a good rest of the week. Thanks, guys. And I'd like to welcome everybody back to this week's (laughs) Brad Spanken. (laughs) (laughs) New episode. Um, We've got my main man, Ross, with me as usual and. We've got the lovely attorney at law, Emily, all the way from D.C. The incomparable, <laughs> the illust- illustrious, the prestigious. Prestigious. That's right, prestigious legal scholar. Prestigious. Oh, brother. Prestigious legal scholar, the finest legal mind this side of the Mississippi River. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, yo, I watched... Um, Man, what's that gentleman's name? Jamie. Emily, it's your boy. <laughs> Jamie, who? Yeah, he uh, he was one of the um one of the managers of the impeachment. He's oh, Raskin. Jamie, Jamie Raskin. Raskin. See, I, I almost said Rankin, so I wanted to make sure. Yeah, definitely not Rankin. Rankin is a <laughs> retired judge up here. Oh, word? Oh, see, yeah. I was close. Um, <laughs> I would have kept it going too. Yeah, yeah, no, I watched him last night. Watched him last night as he was reading the the charges, or charge rather, against Donald J. Trump. And yo, man's was man's was fiery. <laughs> yo, yeah. I was I was re- I was ready to say guilty right at well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have been biased regardless of who would have been up there. So I guess he's so yeah. smart though. It's so funny. I at one point in time I I needed to call him like with a one-off question 
And I was like, I'm running into this problem and I can't. And he, was, he immediately just said the Supreme Court case by name that I mm. needed to go look at. And I was like, all right. It was like a, it was like a 90 second phone call because it was just immediately he knew. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. I like, I like him even more now. Yeah, he's very smart. So, and has just gone through a ton of shit recently. So, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, real talk, the whole time while he was up there, that's all I could think of. I was like, damn, yo, this brother just lost his son. And he's out here, people. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to him. I would have been like, yo, Joaquin Castro, you, you go ahead and handle my light work, man. <laughs> I got I ain't got time for this right now. I gotta I gotta properly mourn. Oh, what's the other guy? The young cat too from Colorado, uh, Nagoose. I'd have been like, "Yo, Nagoose, handle that." <laughs> Nagoose. Uh, yeah, no, that's his name. He's a uh, he's um I think he's Ethiopian. That's that's a that's an Ethiopian Oof. name. That's real. That's a real name. Yeah, or Ethiopian <laughs> or Eritrean, but it's that part like Eastern. East Africa, definitely. Or what they call it, the Horn? The Horn of Africa? Whatever, but he's definitely from that part. He's like the first black um, congressman to represent Colorado. Shout out to him. Oof. But yeah, I would have I would have I would have given that task to somebody else as I trying to get myself back together. But I guess that's why he's the lead manager, right? My man's got the skills. Yeah. What's what his name again? Jamie Raskin. Yep. Okay. Okay. What was his connection? What What was the connection with Emily again? I know she said something. I think he teaches, right? He teaches, he teaches at American, American University. Oh, okay. But that's right. That's what it is. He was my comment advisor. So I never actually had a class with him. He just uh, supervised my comment. Oh, that's even better when you have a professor that you're cool with, but he, you know, you weren't in the class with them. They kind of, they're more candid with you. Yeah. No, so. it was a very nice experience. Uh, and uh, he still teaches from time to time. I think he's probably, my guess is he's not teaching this semester, but. No, probably not. I'm, I feel like <laughs> other things might be taking up his time. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, that's wild. Yeah. That's pretty right cool. Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maryland. There you go. Oh, that's really cool. He served for many years in the uh, state house, and then oh, okay, okay, ran okay. for senate, so or house, sorry, <laughs> in Maryland. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Is anybody drinking tonight besides me? Water, yeah. <laughs> water. What are you drinking, Em? Uh, wine. Oh, red or white? White. Ugh. <laughs> Why, so shout out to my homeboy Trent, but according to Trent, white wine is only for the daytime, and red wine is for the nighttime. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you got to switch it up, girl. You got to become an adult. Start drinking some red wine at night. I very mm. much like red wine, but uh, I don't know. I have what kind of white wine is it? I mean, is it a shard? No, it's a Pinot Grigio. Oh, God. <laughs> That's definitely a daytime uh, wine. For everybody Chardonnay, listening, daytime wine is, is white really wine. really oaky, and I'm allergic to oak. So oh, I brother. That, no, no, no. Some wineries make what's called an unoaked Chardonnay, 
and that I will drink, and it's delicious, but not all the wineries do it. Uh, yeah, that's because real Chardonnay is not unoaked. Right, but I'm allergic. Oh, God. Can't, what do you, what happens? What do you, swell up? Yeah. Shut up. From a glass of white wine? No, no, no. I, it oh, triggers bro. my asthma. I'm allergic to it. I'm allergic to oak. Oh, bruv, she's allergic to oak. <laughs> if the wine is aged in oak, it's all up in the wine. Yeah, I get it, but I mean... Uh, Chardonnay geez. is made in oak barrels. Like whiskey? You know, people are like, oh, this is a 90-year-old whiskey. I'm like, I can't drink that. I'll die. This is death. <laughs> like, yeah, you're trying to, you try to kill an old bottle. girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, Whatever. seriously. No, no, no. Like, really fine... <laughs> whiskeys that have been aged and you know gone through this whole artistry i can't have they make me itchy mm. no nah. yeah hmm. anyways all right well whatever six year weird pinot grigio ross how's that what's up with the hendrix ross oh i haven't broken that open yet no sir ah you wild bro why yeah, I don't know. You know <laughs> Hold you on, know? you can't. You can't it's say that. To some, you know, <laughs> supposed to have some. Uh, you know, when we uh, record this podcast, <laughs> you might have a point. You know what? Just for you, I might have it on on the comeback because we have some. Uh, we have some ginger beer that I can mix. Oh, with. see, there you go. I got some ginger beer at the crib too. Oh, word. Yeah, man. But uh, I, funny enough, I, I got. Yeah, I mean, wait, I, wait, I got, wait. I got a pretty full drinking? bar. What? Me, oh, Tito's and ginger ale, actually. There you go. Uh, yeah, I not mean, quite you know, a mule per se, but a nah, but a you buck. Know, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go the the mule route with the ginger beer mm-hmm. and, and the lime and all that. I I just honestly, I need to just buy some soda, like soda water, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, like club soda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of keep that because uh, I could just, I mean, th- that's usually my go-to lately. The last year or so has been Tito's and soda. Um, and, and I ran out of makers. So makers, I, I usually like to drink when I'm doing this, if I have it, but I, I drank the last of it. I think like two weeks ago, I haven't been back to the liquor store. Uh, that's to pick good. That up. I mean, I got some Jamo. I got Jameson there. Uh, so I was thinking, uh, I feel like you mentioned the Jameson that. last week. Yep. Yeah, I, I, you know, in honor of our Irish president, Joe Biden. Mm, that's right. <laughs> I, I had some JMO last week. Little but um, definitely sticking to uh, to the potatoes. Well, I mean, potatoes, close, right? Potatoes and vodka. There you go. Same thing. Mm-hmm, potatoes mm-hmm. in Ireland, right? I, I mean, I, I had mashed potatoes today, too. I made some good mash. <laughs> I'm, I'm like potato. I'm Mr. Potato Head today. Mm. Well, pretty much almost every day, I guess. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. All right. All Especially right. with this mustache. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm drinking on. I'm drinking on some Cheetos and ginger ale. Um, man, I'm trying to think what, what happened today. I know it's RIP Kobe Day. Right. Day. We lost him a year ago. That's pretty, I mean, that's all, that's just been all over TV. So everyone hearing this tomorrow, uh, or from you know tomorrow and on, uh, we're recording tonight. But today was the uh, anniversary of the passing of Kobe Bryant. Unfortunately, a timely death with the helicopter accident. Um, it's just wild, just completely wild. But um, sad to see him and his and his daughter 
uh, go so young. Um, another thing in sports news real quick, I kind of just wanted to bring this up because it kind of caught my eye uh, just getting prepared for tonight's show. And um, nobody got voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. Nice. Yeah, nobody. I mean, Damn, nobody. Yo, they have Barry on there too, right? Well, so you need 75% of, of, the, of the vote to get into the Hall of Fame uh, in baseball. And the closest one was Kurt Schilling with 71.1. Then you had Barry Bonds at 61.8 and Roger Clemens at 61.6. And the thing is, it's just such a big deal because of, uh, I mean, these these three, and I, and Grant, I hate Kurt Schilling, but that's, I'm biased. I'm a Yankee fan, lifelong Yankee fan. He he's Mister, you know. He, he I think he beat us with the Diamondbacks in Arizona. He, I'm pretty sure he did. And then with the bloody sock in Boston. That I mean, bloody motherfucking sock. Whatever, man. This guy's a clown, but he's also like a huge racist tool. Oh yeah. Um, and everybody knows this, but that's you know. So a lot of the people like to, are, are saying that because of who he is, like his attitude, you know, problem and his attitude towards the media and everything, and just how he's like just a they got back at him. Mean. Yeah, they're not going to vote him in. They were like, the fuck two, you, Schilling. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> but they didn't say it. They hid behind the ballot. Got it. Yeah, and then uh, the other two, you know, and I'm not going to front. Roger Clemens is another questionable. Uh, so here's my Roger Clemens story. I, I met him twice. There's a Roger Clemens story. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. It's nothing crazy, but it's just uh, the first time I met him, I was working at Bahama Breeze, and uh, I had just moved back from Gainesville, and um, it is like uh, the baseball meetings and all that. I want to say, or it's either spring training, but one of the two. I think yeah, yeah, it's spring training, mm-hmm. and um, they're all down here and they're all hanging out around Disney and everything. Who's he Bahama playing Breeze, for I, around that time? What's that? Who is he playing for around that time? He's already retired. Oh my goodness! Two thousand and seven. Uh, he might have been getting ready to go. He he was might have been already on the Yankees. Let me let me see. Or he might have been retired. Uh, hold on. Now you're gonna make me look this up because I this is interesting. All our, I mean, he was he's a big dude. His last season with uh, the Yankees was two thousand seven. Okay, so he had just. He was probably just entering his last season or just retired. Uh, either way, I just remember him being just, he was all shoulder. He looked like a giant V, like a like an upside down triangle. Like just huge shoulders, wide, you know, big, big forearms. Just, I mean, he's a big, he's a big guy. And I brought him his Coors Lights. He was drinking Coors Lights. So it was him and his kid. Okay. Up. A man of poor taste. Carry on. <laughs> Yeah. I like Coors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they sell at, at the baseball stadium. Listen. That's, uh, you know, I saw this video. It's like what, what the drink, you know, what alcoholic drink says about you. Listen, like you, can, said. you can take the guy out of Dayton, Ohio, but you can't take the Dayton, Ohio out of the guy. Carry on. Um, he, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big Texas guy. He's a Longhorn, too. So uh, he... um. But yeah, so the video was saying something about Coors Lights being either you've been to a bunch of sports games or you're poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, why, that's why you drink Coors Light. 
But anyway, that's what he was drinking. He was nice, you know, shook my hand. Um, that was it. I was thinking, man, what a nice guy. But you know, when you meet somebody, just I, I, I just kind of right off off rip. Uh, you know, I just got this vibe, like man, he's uh, like, like you know, the like country boots and the and the jeans are a little too tight. Not saying anything against uh, boots and tight jeans, because listen, I'll I'll, I'll I'll rock a pair of cowboy boots. You know, he's lying, hey, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want you all to know that he's lying. I know the man; he ain't gonna do no shit like that. Listen, man, the right. Cowboy boots. Again, shout out to my boy Trent. No, because yo, you and this <laughs> Trent fella. Trent. Life according to Trent. That's what right we direction. need to call this podcast. Carry on, bro. Some Tacovas, you know. We've I mean? already, been, it's some, we've some already nice... had this conversation. <laughs> we've already made Anyways, I might rock a pair of cowboy boots, no. but I just got a, <laughs> I just got a weird vibe. Off Roger Clemens, like he wasn't too happy to shake my hand, you know. Just put it that way. Or, Hold or, on, I don't know. so that's your Roger Clemens story? No. So fast forward to, I want to say last year, I'm at the uh, celebrity golf tournament out here, and uh, man, where where do they play it at? It's um, Sand Lake. It's close to Disney. No, what's that? No, I was going to say Sand Lake, but no, 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 not at all. Bay Hill. It's, uh, Celebrity, hold on. Let me really see this. Are you playing with two fingers right now? <laughs> yes. Where's the e? Where's the e? Oh, Diamond Resort. Diamond Boom! Resort. I'm an idiot. Diamond Resort's Invitational. Don't make fun. Hey, listen. I haven't been typing. Uh, I haven't been. I, I haven't had to type anything in a while. Like, <laughs> this is all like you know. I'm 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 like a caveman. <laughs> that top. But uh, anyways, it's the Diamond Resort's Invitational, and. Uh, I'm up. I, I, he's he's about to tee off, and we, we can get up there. And I forget which hole. I think we're like on the ninth hole or something like that. Um, saw Alfonso Ribeiro there. He was cool. Um, shout out to Carlton from Fresh. I know you saw Marcus Allen. Yep, saw Marcus Allen. We had a long conversation. Number thirty-two. With Marcus Allen and I. What's I said that? Number thirty-two. Yeah, he, but um, yeah, he was really nice. But uh, I look up to Roger Clemens because I'm saying just saying hi, like hi, real quick, you know, and nothing crazy. Um, and he's wearing a Trump 2020 hat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I knew there was something about this guy from the get, which immediately reverted me back to the initial feeling I had when I brought him his cheap-ass course lights at Bahama Breeze. And it was just like, man, this guy, something funny about him. And you could tell he never, was never really comfortable in New York. But he got his World Series with the Yankees. There you go. You know, and now because of uh, the scumbag that he is, he can't get in the... Uh, in the Hall of Fame. What about Barry but Bonds? It's wild because I'm not gonna lie. Arguably, th- those two were arguably the best baseball players I ever saw play in my life. Hand like my eye, my eyes, just just seeing, see, just as a child and growing up as a kid. You, I mean, Barry Bonds was the best baseball player I've ever seen ever, and pitching wise. I mean, lie. I mean, Roger Clemens. You know, CC Sabathia is another one that's really good that I got to see. But Roger Clemens live, boy, you. It's a different like pop when that ball hits the the catcher's mitt. 
Um, so it's kind of crazy that I get it. They cheated. They admitted to it or whatever. Maybe they uh, uh, I'm going to say negative. Um, but Barry Bonds, like his career, as well as Roger Clemens, right? Like their careers were already on the way, like ascending to the Hall of Fame before the allegations of steroids. So it's just. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was ridiculous. They, they, they shouldn't have done what they and, did, but, but they got to stay but it's like the whole. <laughs> but it's like the whole league, if not the whole league, but a big portion of the league was already juicing. Yeah, that, and that's the so thing. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know, I got these numbers. A, a lot of these guys, before. and the reason that they, that they take steroids is for longevity and, and it's for uh, injury, like like to, for recovery. recovery. I mean, I'm not saying, yo, go out there and do this, but you know, it is what it is. Yo, so you mentioned Barry Bonds. Um, you know, fun fact about Barry Bonds, you know why he wore number 25? No idea. So he wore number Willie Mays? Say that again? Anything had to do with Millie Ways? That's Mays? exactly why. Willie Mays was number 24. That was his godfather. And when yeah. he got there, Willie Mays' jersey was already retired. So he couldn't be number 24. So he got, you know what? I'm going to be number 25. Yeah, well, Barry Bonds, boy, he was fine without the steroids, and his head got <laughs> his head got eight times big. as big, like the Grinch's For heart. Real. It just grew three times its size. <laughs> that was his giant ass head. Yo. But whatever. So yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. Um that 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 they just didn't get in. Nobody got in. Um but besides that, let's get to Well, hold on, hold on. You get to throw sports oh. news around. Let me throw some sports. Oh, go ahead. Go just ahead. a couple fun facts. Um so today, right now, as we record, it's January 26th, 2021. I just wanted to throw out that Jan- January 25th, 1987, the New York football giants won the Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos. Oh, brother. But here's another funny fact. January 27th, 1991, the New York football giants won the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And that one was in Tampa, Florida. Nah. Same coach, Bill Parcells. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody care about the Giants. I do. Nah. I, I do. Did you, you know, nah. <laughs> Go ahead. You, you can carry on now. <laughs> I just wanted to throw in my... Uh... Yeah, yeah, whatever. The Giants won. The Giants are... Listen, man. Right. You know, you I know won't what? be saying this for a long time, win? so let me get that off. If- if the Jets ever win one in my lifetime, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> if the Jets ever win one, when, if the Knicks ever win one in my lifetime, first off, I'm gonna I'll be crying for days, uh, in tears if I if I ever see that happen. And like I I, I mean I wouldn't even know what oh, to do. This might be the year. You, you guys, this might be the year that you see both of these things happen. No, the Jets are never going to win a Listen, Super Bowl. Listen, man, they're gonna, they got Robert Sala. They got a, No, I don't know. No, that, they're going to get they're going to get Deshaun and, Watson. And the Knicks what? right now, I think it might be a 6 a 7th a 7th seed team. They might be 500. Anything is possible. The the they don't no. make it, man. No. Title ring and no. title ring. In 2021 we I, get the no. title ring. No. What is what is uh what does Lauren Hill say in that song? She's like, uh, build you up, just like the Knicks, <laughs> just lose a championship or something like that. I mean, I was, oh my goodness, that yo, that line broke my heart. And then in, uh, and then Wyclef was like, uh, 
in that one song. He's like, uh, anything what, can what, happen. What, 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 well, the Knicks win the championship the this year. Nah, that'll never happen. You know, that was on that album. That was on the Carnival album. I'm glad you brought this up, sir. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that was on the Carnival album. So so today... I borrow, fam. <laughs> I saw your post. Yo, uh, uh, Emily was hating on me for going yeah, to Roxy. <laughs> Listen. That's proper. That's proper commentary from anybody. Should have been like, Yo. why did you go to Roxy? Uh, it was, I will never, you know, and I don't even know why, but it, that that was just like the hot. Yeah, I almost yeah, went with you that girl, night, but I had to work. were allowed in. Hold on, say that again. <laughs> what did you say? Emily? up girls. <laughs> oh. Nah, 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 not every night, damn. Well, it was yeah, the early 2000s. You yeah, might be it right. Was, it's it like girls 18 and up to party. 21 and up guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't 21 and up. I was just 18. 17. No, no, no. You weren't no 17. Because I was 17. Because I worked, I worked at that? Blockbuster when that happened. Okay. How, how Yo, was that? I, I, I stopped working at Blockbuster in 2003. No, nah, this was... This was... Let me see it, because I was 17 in 2000. So it had to have been, you know, it had to have been 01 and 02. <laughs> yeah, so I was either 18, maybe 19 at the oldest. There wasn't a 21 and up kind of situation for the for the guy. Nah. That. <laughs> or or this is the best part about it. Yo, shout out, shout out yo, to you know who. You know what? Yeah, shout out. Yo, no, man, why you gotta put his name out there? You know he got a he got a job. Oh, hey, this is this was twenty years ago. The statute of limitations. <laughs> no, so uh, he would wait in line in, and uh, and because he was the, he was older, he, so he was twenty one. <laughs> and then uh, he would get the wristband, come back out to the car, take it off because he knew how to take it off. We would take it off. I mean. We were like, this was like a Mission Impossible scene. Just <laughs> us doing like just surgery yeah, yeah, on this wristband. <laughs> to put it on. And then I and then I would pay his way again so he could get get in line and like, you know, pay uh get in or whatever. And and and, and we would all drink all night long. Wait, it was great. Are Good you times. just saying Back that you in... did violate the 21 and up guys if you were getting in with a wristband? <laughs> I might have. Yeah, I might no, have definitely, done definitely. Shout out to shout out to Matrix and Metropolis. <laughs> oh, and because I know that happened Metropolis there quite too. a few times. Oh my goodness, savages! I can't believe the dumb stuff that. Well, I mean, I can't. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, you know, youth. young and, and and impressionable, just 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 trying to trying to trying to catch a nut. You know what I mean? I'm just, just a squirrel. squirrel. That's all. But um, but yeah, so we would get in. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I remember coming out that no that night, and uh, I mean, there was like no no key, uh, no <laughs> you know when you put the key in in your car, no lock in the door, and nothing. I'm like, oh my god, someone broke into my car, took all my Yankee hats, took all my CDs, my my Sony Explode. Yeah, I know. And then you read up, and then you read up, and got the one with the detachable face. 
Oh, bro. Well, they were both detachable. I just never. Yeah, and then you started off. doing it, but then what they do? They were like, "All right, yep. cool, we're gonna steal your shit, but we'll take all your CDs." Ugh, it was horrible. Good times, the early early two thousands. I lost two <laughs> CDs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's and why he we're never loaned you another CD left. again. Show eight. <laughs> Show <laughs> eight. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah, that was that was fun. Oh my goodness, I'm, yeah, I'll never forget that, bro. I remember calling the cops. They, they didn't even nah, show up what? that night. I could just tell. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, we're never gonna catch this person. I was like, whatever. This person <laughs> might still be I've here. A... <laughs> you know what? If I ever find out who, because I, I always thought it was like some sort of yeah. insight. Yo, guy. yo, who did y'all did I it, ever man? Go ahead. Out, who did you think did it? I, you know, I think we all know. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know, to be honest with you. But if they're listening to me right now. Please return the two CDs to Ross. Yo, four, five, four. Yeah, please give Ross the CDs know back what? at least. I was inaccurate because this is exactly what happened. Yo, all right, Emily, you get an exclusive. And then we can move on from this story. I apologize. <laughs> No, 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 go. Got robbed at Roxy's. Not robbed, burglarized. His shit got taken. He gets to the car, goes to put his key in. No no lock. Man's just like, oh, opens up the door. No radio. Oh, all the CDs are gone, <laughs> whatever. As a result of that, he asked me if he could borrow those CDs because he no longer had music in his car. Now I remember he worked at the outlet mall and then Months yep. later, his shit got taken again at the outlet mall. That's when I lost. It was my maybe CD. like a year. That's when the theory came that yo, maybe it's somebody we know. How did they want to hit his car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I'm telling you, man. Damn. I'll get down to the bottom one of this day. one day. <laughs> Somebody's gonna make a, a deathbed confession. They better <laughs> call Saul <Saul-Lin> Ross. <laughs> Get him on FaceTime. <laughs> tell him it was. Let tell him, him it was me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> be on his deathbed. I'll go over to see him. He'll be holding my hand. There was always something I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Word. He starts playing. <laughs> I start crying and shit. <laughs> oh man, I'll be like, damn it! I knew it was you. <laughs> It was always you, Fredo. I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what? That me getting me getting my CDs robbed twice in two thousand and two gets one of these. <laughs> oh man, good times. All right, I'm sorry for the All right. for the digression. Yes, we were going to talk some serious stuff about what's going on. In the world today, what is going on in these Americas? Maybe even what's going on in Osceola County? Oh God, don't I don't you know we we might get there. Don't get me started on the dumb just the dumb sheriff that apparently got voted in and all the crap that's happening and you know, Osceola County's been making some waves too. Did you see that video I sent you at Liberty High School? That chick got slammed to no, the ground. I didn't watch that. Oh my God! It's on Twitter. It's horrible. It's on Twitter. Yeah, it's bad. 
Yeah, bro, I sent it to you on Twitter. I, hey, listen, I come across these bits of information, and uh, I just got to send them over to the right people when I get them. Um, but, yeah, so I, what I kind of wanted to hit on, you know, real quick uh, is my man Biden, because, what, we're, we're six days Joseph in? Joseph Robinette. Yep. Right? Six days in, and he has already been on a just a tear of executive orders, uh, like executive actions. I'm sorry, signing executive orders. And um, I mean, well, first, is is that a good thing or a bad thing, or does it, or it depends on which one, you know, what what, what he's doing. Is that how this works? Or? <laughs> I'm gonna let the counselor you know? answer that one because. Well, I mean, a lot of the things that he's doing right now is undoing prior executive orders, so. Like when Trump, God, don't quote me, but basically when Trump said, like, you can't give diversity training to federal employees, like he did that via executive order, paraphrasing. And so Biden is undoing it by executive order. So there's a lot of things that he's just undoing um, that were originally done by executive order. I think like definitely in the Bush administration, we saw executive orders blow up and everyone has yelled about them ever since, but no one has stopped using them. So uh, until someone has a better idea, I think hmm. they're going to just continue to proliferate. Um, but it also highlights like why it's better to enact something through Congress than through an executive order because it can be uh, undone with an incoming administration uh, versus congressional action, which is, you know, obviously harder to change. So uh, yeah, that's my piece. Huh. All right. Well, I've got I, I've got a list here of some of the things that he's done. I don't know if uh, let's see. So day one, memorandum freezing approval of rules passed in final days of Trump presidency. Yeah, so... I think it says that they want to go through a comment process. So like a re- okay, like, all right. Like, so, I mean, it's I... not that they're not going to go through; they're just going to be reviewed first, and like obviously they're probably not going to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. See, and and I like the way that sounds. Like I, I that that one sounds good. Uh, then he, you know, this is all in the first day. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of spout these off real quick. Uh, executive order rejoining the Paris right, Agreement so on climate we had change. Exited because Trump did it via executive order, so we re-entered. Yeah, and I mean, why did he? It was do a that? bad deal. I mean, what, what, what yeah, he said deal? it was economically <laughs> expensive for our <laughs> people. Too much to the American taxpayers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he withdrew in twenty seventeen, yeah. citing costs. Wow. So we undid that. Oh, um, okay. Well, trust me, I know deals, and that's see. a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to quote forty five. <laughs> Let's see. Executive order to promote racial equality or oh, racial equity. Okay. I mean, this sounds good just right off the bat. Uh, orders government to conduct equity assessments of its agencies and reallocate resources to advance equity for all, including people of color and others who have been historically underserved, marginalized, and adversely affected by persistent poverty yeah. and inequality. So how real is this? Sounds I mean, is like this a lot of legit good words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds like a yeah, lot of good you know? words. You know. 
That's what I'm well, saying. Let's see, let's see what comes of <laughs> it. What, okay. Uh, proclamation ending ban on U.S. entry from... So that was an executive order done by Trump that he undid. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Four to five days for resuming visa processing. Okay, executive order requiring mask wearing on federal property. Well, that's like a, yep. a no-brainer right now. I can't believe that wasn't sir. done already. <laughs> uh, hello, it's called freedom. Well, you know... <laughs> that's right. That's right. American <laughs> rights. <laughs> my, ooh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Uh, executive order coordinating a government-wide COVID-19 response. So this... Because part of what I want to kind of speak on throughout all this, throughout this show and, and as it comes up, because um, I mean, whatever, I can't just, if we devote a whole segment to it, it'd be an entire podcast. Um, but now that Trump's gone out of office, like all the dirt is starting to come out on him and the the plans that he didn't, or the plans that he didn't have, or, or the or the right the 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 plans that he lied about that he never had well, now we're starting to find out that they were never real to begin with even though we knew that <laughs> but you know it's just like give me a break like this come to find out that the trump the uh, um jesus well you know president trump and, and administration administration yeah, <laughs> didn't have a plan to distribute the vaccine. They also turned down extra doses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they also no, turned down extra yeah. doses. Take that shit yeah, to China. Let, let Europe have that. Which is crazy to me. So, you know, we're talking about 400,000 COVID-19 deaths, yeah. which we've surpassed uh, just earlier this month. And you know, we still didn't have he, he didn't have any kind of plan, President Trump, on, on this rollout of the vaccine uh, to oversee who did the distribution of it uh, and, and the tests and, 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 and every other and like all the other supplies. Just, there was no real plan, which is and, and you saw you heard the, the rumblings right from the different from different states and different agencies. And then it's all like the finger pointing. Uh well, that's because there was nobody. There was no plan. What? Yo, the I plan mean, was literally. I'm yo, just... I got these vaccines in the back. Let me go ahead and give you a couple of those. You figure out how you're gonna move them. That was literally the plan. That and he was probably selling them. Well, I don't know about God selling them. them. Which I, you know. But I know that. We're making deals since he's since he knows. But deals. I know that my man was just like, "Hey, y'all figure out how y'all want to distribute them." Here you go. And then they made it sound like, "Well, you know, we've, we've put up a good fight against against the COVID, which they already didn't believe in. But yeah, we put up a good fight against COVID. We 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 set the next administration up to be successful, bitch. Please, four hundred thousand dead. So, not. Hmm. I mean, I'm not. I, I think I share the sentiment of all of us and many who are listening to this podcast. It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that he lied about it. It's not a surprise that the rest of the team lied about it. And it's not a surprise that they didn't care enough to actually have a plan. 
Not at all. See, to me, that's a surprise. Because, I I, I mean, I get that he's a buffoon. And I get that he's a completely just narcissistic and, 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 and selfish and and I mean, everything that is unholy <clears throat> in this world, he is pretty much the embodiment of that. Him and his family, it's insane. But you would think you're still the fucking president of the United States yeah. of America. You've got 400,000 people dead. And all you got to do is find somebody who's smarter than you. Just, just, just find someone who's, who knows logistics. You don't have to do any work. You put them in charge. And, th- and let them just, you know, to, to, to tell me you don't have a plan to distribute the vaccines. Like, who is on your team? Haha, and I say that with a grain of salt because there was nobody left, right? Apparently, they just started leaving the man. And he fired everybody. What? Whatever. Blows my mind. It just really does. Uh, executive order undergoing regulatory restrictions on federal agencies. Not sure what that is. Uh, Wait, say it again. <laughs> the executive order undoing regulatory restrictions oh, on federal agencies. That's the two for agencies. one rule. So, uh, Republicans traditionally hate administrative agencies. Like the EPA. Yep. And so they enacted a rule that basically said for every one yeah. new thing that you announce, you've got to get rid of two other two of them. It's And so, like, it was nonsense. So, anyway, that's been revoked. Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense. Let's see. Uh, executive order incorporating undocumented immigrants into yeah, the census. Yeah, because Trump wanted to remove them. They'll he be didn't counted. Undocumented immigrants included in the census and so you know Jesus, yeah. what a maniac uh executive order refocusing on the climate crisis and canceling the keystone xl permit yeah. this is a big one because justin trudeau Yo, is not very happy justin about trudeau this. on that one he'll be okay he got the first phone call but he gonna be all right what was that he got the first phone call oh yeah the, the first phone call. Phone the what? Call. Phone call. It's always a big deal of who oh, it's going to be, right? Yep. We called Canada. Ah, uh, well, that's why, because we're 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 <laughs> we're screwing them out of money, apparently. <laughs> but this thing should doesn't even have to be there. Well, the no, place, that's so. that's the thing. That's I mean, that's Ross, the thing. So, so the Excel, the Keystone Excel <laughs> pipeline is basically the pipeline that. Is gonna go from Ar- Arkansas, huh? Alberta, all the way down to, I think the Gulf, right? That's where, like, in Louisiana, where they had like, yeah. So that's that's so, what yes. we're supposed to be, like the the tar sands that have like all this oil, all that stuff, and then they'll just have it going that way. And the sell was that hey, it's better to have it go that way through a pipeline as opposed to have these big trucks. With all you know that would release all the CO2 in, in the environment, which I agree. However, two things. Number one, the lands that they were going through, some of them happened to be Native American soil, and they were like, no, nah, our shit got to fuck up if something goes wrong with the pipeline, as it usually happens. And then number two, which I actually feel strong about, is 
we should be trying to wean ourselves off of fossil fuels anyway. It's 2021. Why, oh why, do I need to fill up my gas tank? Like, I've seen who killed the electric car. We were supposed to have electric cars way back when. So, yeah, I'm with it. Hmm. Executive order banning discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a big one. Um, especially mm-hmm, for because mm-hmm. you can't military, have transgendered right? people in the in the military. Listen, I <laughs> if anybody, anybody, listen to me right now. If any of you want to go up and sign up to do all this dirty work and get thrown on the front lines to possibly get blown up. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your sexual orientation or preference is. I don't don't care about any of that. Good luck. (laughs) Godspeed. Thank you for doing whatever it is that you want to do. Why does any of that have to matter? You know what I mean? Like, what does the gender identity or sexual orientation have to matter? When it comes to wanting to serve well, you know, your America. country, and when, I hope you guys saw the air quotes that I. <laughs> well, you know, America service. is a Christian nation, and the Bible calls homosexuality an abomination. <laughs> we can't have those kind of people representing us abroad. Yeah. Um, listen, GI Jane or whoever. You want whatever you go out there and you want to blow stuff up. I'm cool with it. I'm glad they did this. Serve your country proud. Do whatever you want to do. They and 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 the military should pay or help pay or whatever for whatever transitioning kind of surgery and all that other stuff that you want. I don't care. All I'm saying is you're willing to give up your life for that. They better they better pay you back. Threefold. Um, let's see. Memorandum revamping. Yeah, I don't think that that's you. undoing anything. That's just what you want to do anytime you, you you step in to a new position of leadership. You always want to see how things are done, and then how can we improve that? It's kind of like process improvement. So yeah. Let's see. The executive order mandating ethics pledge for government appointees. Is this the one about the? Uh... Oh no! This is something that I was thinking. Which one's the one about the, um, like the ethics? No, training I feel or the... like there was some sort of pledge of allegiance that he repealed, but I don't think it's this one. Okay, there was. I mean, let's see. There's a proclamation pulling funds from the border wall. Good. Uh, they were so hold on. Like, that one, the one that we just mentioned, that was the lobbying ban. Yeah, the one you just mentioned, the uh, mandating one? the ethics pledge, because it was like. As far as when Trump came in office, I don't know. Remember the whole idea of draining the swamp? All right. So the idea of draining the swamp was that, yo, if you leave like one of these government offices, specifically if you were like in in an administration, if you were like part of the cabinet or something like that, when you leave, he was saying that you would have to, you would have to basically wait like two years before you can start 
working for someone that's in the industry that you oversaw, right? So you would see something like I used to be on the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, and now I am no longer a part of the of the SEC. Now I get a job working for Goldman Sachs. So they would say, no, I couldn't go ahead and do that. Because obviously, because I used to work for the SEC, I know how to get around their rules. So I can't have contact with those people. So that was something that he actually put into place. I forgot the amount of years that he had that into place for in terms of you had to wait like 24 months or maybe you had to wait 36 months. Two years. Boom. Okay. So he had that in place. Well, right before he left office, he was like, let's get rid of that rule so that all my peoples can start caking off. No, because Joe Biden signed that. (laughs) Nah, we're going to have to go ahead and, and have that. That's actually a good rule. Yeah. I like the pulling the funds from the border wall. That's good. Especially after the whole Steve Bannon. Get it how you live, Steve. Get it how you live. I mean, Jesus, what a clown. That guy looks decrepit, too. He's like he's decomposing right before our own eyes. He did four years ago. That's not a compliment. (laughs) Steve Bannon? Yeah, I don't know, bro. There might be a lot of (laughs) Photoshop. He he was found on a yacht. You saw that yacht? I saw a picture of that yacht. Oof. Executive order pausing yeah, federal student I can loan payments. Keep not paying until the end of September. Yeah, baby. Huh? Is that good for you or what? Uh, it, is that good? In my piece, it makes <laughs> fucking no difference because it's magic money that doesn't really matter. She's a baller. That's what but, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. She's <laughs> like, yo, I just be writing this. Shit. I see you, Em. I see you. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it doesn't matter what I pay. I still owe more at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah isn't it? Uh, but, yeah, basically with the CARES Act, they paused student loan payments. Um, and so they've just extended that again. If you're, like, on a public interest uh, service loan repayment plan, like, these months that have been in basically forbearance still count towards your required payments so some people are getting like a year's discount basically on payments which is kind of cool for them uh but yeah no it doesn't it's magic money whatever i I just pretend it doesn't exist let's see (laughs) yeah i've come i've come to grips (laughs) with the fact that i may just be making these payments for the rest of my life Shout out, shout out to Em and these payments and these uh, payments. I think I made, I think I gave so heart palpitations last week when I talked about my loans to him. <laughs> yeah, I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. All that is ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, memorandum for reinstating deferred and forced departure for Liberians. Okay, so we've got some uh, Liberian refugees. Stuff going on. Memorandum strengthening deferred action for childhood arrivals. Yeah, that's for the dreamers. The DACA. Yeah. Biden reaffirmed DACA. Yeah, yeah so for good. the Liberians, um, even um, though the uh the civil war supposedly <clears throat> has waned, but it's still very dangerous for some people to go back. And so that that that's basically a DACA specifically for Liberians. Like, yo, we won't make you go back let's go ahead and take a look at your case let's see if it's valid 
right? And then DACA, yeah, just I, I, if you guys remember President, Bi- President Biden, President Trump was going to say, no, nah, no more DACA, send all these dreamers back home. But you have some, that's, that's literally, that was literally put <laughs> in place. And again, that talks about what Emily was saying. It, it would be great. Ideally, you want laws in place to deal with something, not so much an executive order because, yeah, President Obama came up with, well, him, he and his people came up with this, right? Literally deferred action. Let's kick the can down the road for childhood arrivals, for people who came here before the age of 16 because they were kids. We don't know what to do with them. Now these people are like me, for example. I could be DACA. I came here when I was 13 years old. So I could be a DACA kid, but I came here from Canada. So it wouldn't really be something right. But think about a child who's here from Peru who left when they were two years old, not of their own volition. And now it's like, yo, my man, you got to go back. Hey, sister, you got to go back to wherever. It's like, I don't even speak the language. And so um, it's good to have that. But again, it's not a law. It's not something that Congress has taken up. It's basically a president signing that, hey, we'll just go ahead and kick that can down the road until Congress figures out a law that would, you know, give a path to either citizenship, permanent residency, something to these people. Yeah, that's right. I said these people. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to lie. I can't imagine if someone was like, yo, you got to go back to DR. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I got to yeah. go where? A couple, a couple months ago. <laughs> you crazy. There was, you won't, you won't there was a piece in uh, This American Life about a guy who was a border patrol agent who basically his parents lived in Mexico and he was a border patrol agent. Yeah. Oh my God, I yeah, heard so, it. So I, was, I was, was saying like a couple night. months ago they I had it and then they re-upped it, yes. it on Friday. And yeah, Bands grew up here, was thought he was a citizen, voted for President Trump, which it doesn't matter who he voted for. But <laughs> he was also an that's, asshole. That's the part. You can't forget that part. That's the part. That's the part that's kind of funny. Is that yeah, he was a jerk. He was a jerk to a lot yeah. of people, but then he'll say he was just being um, he was just obeying the letter of the law. And then they and then they, and then they welcomed them back in. They welcomed them with open arms. Like, yeah, and, and, and then he finds work. out that <laughs> turns out that his birth certificate is fake. And uh he was actually born in Mexico. Yep. Yes, so he lost his, his job. At Ford's the birth certificate. As a customs Which agent, a he customs lost his job. <laughs> and then if you're if you're a customs agent, you're not allowed <laughs> to fraternize with illegal immigrants. So all his friends from the job that he was at for 20, 30 years, can't hang out with him anymore. The people, the people, he, he cut people out of his life, family, for these people at his job. And that was it. And then they just literally turned their backs on him. Hey, man, sure he can't eat these books. <laughs> so. Oh, my. That's, I mean, bro, what a crazy story. Yeah, This American Life, if you guys ever get a chance. I don't know what is thisamericanlife.com. I don't know thisamericanlife.org. 
figure it out. It's, it's, but it's American it's, Life, by the way. It's so funny. It's a good story. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Biden did all that just in day one. Day two, I'm just going to run through these real quick because he did a lot. Uh, executive order promoting COVID-19 safety and domestic and international travel. Good. So he's mandating mask wearing on all forms of public transportation, including airports, airplanes, and buses. Jeez, I mean, like, that's, I mean, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world to do something like that. And, uh, you know, thank God he's, he's starting to do something about it. Uh, executive order expanding access to COVID-19 treatments. So that's another good thing. Um, uh, let's see. The treatments increase support for critical care and long-term care facilities like nursing homes. Uh, they've been some of the hardest hit by the pandemic. Uh, executive order promoting data-driven response to COVID-19. Yeah. So I love how, again, now that Trump is gone out of office, all this dirt's coming out. Part of the dirt is uh, Dr. Burke, the uh, woman doctor that stood by and let him tell everybody to inject themselves with bleach. Um, But now at this interview, I forget where where she was at. They were interviewing her. It was with with Nora O'Donnell. It was a Sunday. I think so. CBS Sunday morning or something of the sort. Face the name. But, uh, yeah, but she starts saying how Trump would go on there with graphs and and, and charts that weren't given to him yeah. by her. There was somebody else. So he's literally going up there with fake falsified information information life or death information on 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 his platform telling us a bunch of malarkey uh what else did she say because i'm trying to think or, or was it or is it fauci fauci was in shock he's because he didn't say anything about uh when when trump was telling people to inject themselves with bleach or drink bleach or whatever he, i mean i listen i don't i don't understand how these people have no fucking well, backbone. I, I can't speak for and Burke, this, but I do think well, that Fauci was on record even during uh, Trump's administration. I think he was interviewed on a couple pretty big podcasts at least, but his position was kind of like one of the original cabinet members being like, we're going to be the adults in the room. Like, if you get rid of me, who do you install in my place? And then how many lives we lose like i think like a lot of what he was doing then was calculated to keeping people at the top but but like i hear both sides right but uh i don't know about burks yeah i you and you're right i i i'll exclude fauci from this and and i and you know and, and i don't know why people want to hate on him so much but this dr burks lady just stood by, let this man say whatever he wanted to say, <clears throat> didn't even care. Uh, well, now, how close was she to retirement? Sudden, apparently. Ah, zero fucks yeah, given, that, bro. That's the thing, right? I guess. Like, yeah, I'm about to be out this piece. Oh, God, yeah. 400,000 oh, people with you, would say otherwise. But, but let's be clear, she was about to be out this piece, <laughs> so that's how she was like, it's whatever's. And now that he's gone, now she's able to stand and be like, listen, these are the things that were going on. But that's what happens all the time. That's what happens all the time. People will be in, you know, they'll be in Camelot 
And then as soon as they're out, boom, all of a sudden, yo, this dude doesn't know what he's doing. John Kelly did it. Scaramucci. The Mooch did it. The Mooch did <laughs> it. Mooch. Um, crazy John Bolton did it. He wrote a 500-page book about how crazy <laughs> Trump is. But you weren't saying that when you were sitting next to him, when he was... <laughs> Or you were being his economic, what was he? he was his, uh, his, it wasn't economic policy. Economic policy was fucking Ludlow, which, uh, that's a whole nother. <coughs> but yeah, so mm. it is what it is, <laughs> like in that aspect. Yeah, 400,000 people died. I think that at this point, it's not so much for us to be shocked about it, but it's for us to be like, okay, who is going to be held accountable and how can they be held accountable? Because that's all that matters at this point. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, memorandum supporting states' use of National Guard and COVID-19 response. Executive order strengthening public health supply chain. I mean, all these sound good. Uh, order establishing the COVID-19 Health Equity Task Force. So hopefully he'll get the... Oh, so the, so the, what was the, what was the name of that crew? Frontline physicians or something like that. I like those guys. Provide recommendations. They had my Nigerian system. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This one will provide recommendations on the allocation of resources and funding in the light of disparities in COVID nineteen outcomes by race, ethnicity, and other factors. Yeah, because you know, black and Hispanic people are three Mm -hmm. times more likely to die from this than just Mm -hmm. your average white American. and it's funny that, I mean, nah, don't even get me started on that. Let's see. Executive order supporting the reopening and continuing operation of schools. All right. Promoting workplace safety amid the pandemic. Establishing a COVID-19 pandemic testing board. <laughs> wow, we didn't even have that. Okay. I, I mean, come on. This is just stuff that, you know, this is, I I am not a smart, like, I'm not the smartest guy ever. I'm, I'm not, I'm I, you know, I wouldn't even say that I'm a smart guy. I, I just, I, I just think I'm very observant. Um, and I would even know that you would need like, you know, some sort of like testing board for all the, I mean, cause you have to have like standards and regulations. Yeah. But you also have to remember like there was a situation um, when man said it himself, like, Hey, if we stop testing people and our numbers will stop going up. Yeah. <laughs> so why so why offer why it's facilitate distribution of tests? Why make it easy for people to be able to test themselves or to get tested? If you're if your main concern is to push this monster <laughs> back in the closet long enough for you to win this election and then act like it never happened when you win the election. What a joke. Let's see. So that was all day two. Day three, the expanding of food assistance programs. Yep, assisting veterans with debt. Uh, Order guaranteeing unemployment insurance for workers who refuse work due to COVID-19, which is awesome. Uh, Executive order establishing benefit delivery teams. What is that? Uh, Federal aid amid the... Facilitate the distribution of federal aid amid the pandemic. <clears throat> Executive order facilitating delivery of stimulus payments. Order to address the COVID-19 
economic relief, uh, executive order empowering federal workers and contractors. So what is this order also requested the Department of Labor to develop recommendations that all federal government employees receive a minimum wage of $15 an hour. Um, so yeah, and then day six, he does the uh, order reversing transgender military ban. So that's what we spoke about a little earlier. The uh, reinstating of COVID-19 travel restrictions. So people coming from Brazil, uh, much of Europe, uh, South Africa as well. Yeah, because they got uh, a new strain in South in. Africa. So they haven't figured out how to work with that. Mm-hmm. There's a new strain in the UK. So that's why they said much of Europe. I think there's a new strain in California. So I'd like to see if they're going to yep. raise the walls over there. But yeah. Yeah. Let's see. The Buy American Agenda. He did that, promoting that. So. U.S. workers and businesses and to close loopholes that allow companies to offshore production and jobs while still qualifying. Man, that's bullshit. That ain't never going to change. Preferences. A lot of words. <laughs> that ain't never yeah, going to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's see. Day seven, executive order. And I know I skipped it. All went, went from day three to day six. The weekend, of course. Um, you know what I'm saying? The weekend, right? <laughs> Man, had a big old party. Recovered. It's, it's a freaking bagel. weekend, baby. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to have me some fun. This is Ooh, a freaking weekend. Yeah, that was very oh, no, wait, no, R. Kelly. Sorry, he's yeah. Mm. Dang, bro, but that mm. that Fiesta remix is fire, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh God, R. Kelly, why you got to be a creep? Um, <laughs> he's getting beat up in prison too, so he gets he gets what he deserves. <laughs> and ain't nobody, and he's calling for help, and ain't nobody helping him either. That's look it up, people. Look it up. I, I'm just saying, this is an actual report that came out. Um, let's see, day seven executive order for calling for evaluation of Trump's housing policies. Well, duh, I would just do an executive order caling for evaluation of <laughs> Trump's, policies, Trump's housing period. policies, though, <laughs> were set forth by a guy by the name of Dude. Benjamin. I'm guessing. Yo, that brother right there. That brother right there. If ever there's that whole thing where they're like, yo, just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at everything. That's all I'm going to say about the man. Carry on. No, we can say more because he should have stuck to just being a surgeon. That guy is socially awkward and inept. Uh, I I I mean I don't he. I, oh God, I mean really you you know he reminds mm. me of somebody we both know Ross. Because he's no longer with us. I'm not gonna say his name. Nah, he okay he, okay he's he's he's, he's around he's kind of on the spectrum. So I have no clue who you're talking about then. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's definitely on the spectrum. You ever seen the show The Good Doctor? Yeah. No. Yeah, so that's... No, but so I, that's I basically it. Yeah, yo. You watch that? No, I haven't watched the show itself. You watch that my show, mother in-law does. <laughs> My mother-in-law does. So, yes. <laughs> my mother-in-law does. Well, it got canceled anyways. But my point is this. My point is this. 
I get ha- having autism, right, or Asperger's or whatever, has given him a specific set of skills that make him a great physician. But just because that's the case, he's not going to be out there selling real yeah. estate. That's not his thing. You know what I'm saying? And I said real estate. I wasn't even nope, trying to be not funny. at all. But that's my, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, Ben Carson, you're a great surgeon, gifted hands, <laughs> even. But my G, my yeah. G. Yeah. Let, 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 let's not fuck around. I mean, maybe he should have been Surgeon yeah, General. He, he's a special person. Now, I mean, you went to Johns Hopkins, you know all about public health. Shout out to you. But what do you know? Well, because you live in the projects? That's what makes you an mm. expert? On housing? Damn, is that what we're doing? <laughs> Bro, that was one of the most racist <laughs> job placings I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, let's see. The executive order... Well, I want to I wanna know more about that. Okay. Does that mean... I- uh, that's what I'm saying. Does that mean yeah, somebody that, else that is going to start happen. running those prison <laughs> systems? Well, it also says reliance on, which is right. like, <laughs> you just mean like not more than 50%? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we're not giving you any more than what you already have, but we got 67%. Word, word. We just won't let it get to 70 Yeah, exactly. Um, executive. I also want to know what that means. The tribal sovereignty, sovereignty. Uh, I mean, let's see. It emphasize the administration's commitment to respecting the sovereignty of American Indian and Alaska Native tribes. Uh, Biden's order reaffirmed the Clinton era policy mandating all department and agency heads regularly consult mm-hmm. with tribal officials on policy matters that mm-hmm, may affect mm-hmm. them. Except, oh, except keep his own pipeline. That means like, oh yeah, we tried to give him a call. He didn't get back to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we tried to talk to him. Excel Keystone Pipeline. Let, let's talk about that. <laughs> However, I will say, um, who is the Secretary of the Interior? Because I think it's Debbie Hoffman. Let me stop assuming stuff and give you a real name. And of course, as we speak, oh well, I don't think I don't think she's been um, I don't think she's been confirmed yet. Yeah, so she's been nominated, Debbie 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 Halland. Um, she's she's uh she's part of the she's a she's part of the Laguna people. So that means that she's actually from one of the original First Nations in the United States. So she's so so that shows good mm. that shows good intentions on that. However, I can also tell you that every single treaty that this establishment called the United States of America has signed with Native Americans has been violated. Yeah. <laughs> so so an executive order means <laughs> shit. <laughs> What do you no, mean? I'm too what do you mean? To give, um, an give me an example. But we basically <laughs> just like we'll violate it. And be like, oh, Congress ruled against you. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> we took this agreement back to our people, and they oh, rejected it. Oh man! Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Um, let's see. Executive order denouncing yeah, well, anti. You have a president going around saying China. China. 
and the Chinese flu and the so yeah, the Kung flu. Good. Maybe they'll get Mark Marky Marky from the Funky Bunch back in prison. Oh wow, you went there. Hate okay. Crime back in the day. Yeah, it was over. It was it was an Asian guy that he beat up. It was ridiculous. I've never liked Mark Wahlberg. I'm telling you right now. He's a, he's a, he's, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to retract that. <laughs> Cause I have it, I have it on good, on good word from an extremely reliable source that he, in fact, is a decent human being. And listen, he served his time and he did what he did. Maybe he's a better person for it. So I need to be a little bit better about that. I'm I'm not a big fan of Mark Wahlberg's films, but you know, Six Degrees of Separation. Let me not hate on Mark Wahlberg right now. He might be a better man. Is there, than is there someone in your living room with you right now? Holding gun to his head, Emily. No, no, there's no because that was a very abrupt <laughs> change in tone. It wasn't face. <laughs> well, no, look. <laughs> So you know, I've I've got a I've 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 got a friend of mine that that I'm trying to invite on the podcast. He was on the uh, on my radio show um, about a year ago or so, and uh, he's in movies. Like he's a uh, he, he does a lot of stuff, and he actually he actually uh, did a movie with Mark Wahlberg. Um, what was the one with the the oil thing outside the out in the ocean? Um, <laughs> No, not departed. Um, not departed. Um, which was the one where, where where the thing, the oil rig in the middle Wasn't of the Wasn't it called like deep water or something? Something happens. Deep water horizon. Yeah, deep uh deep water horizon was yes, deep water horizon. I can't believe I came to a blank. Thank you. Anyways, he was in that with him. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, he said he was a nice guy. I respect, I respect my boy Robert, so you know what I mean? I'm like, all right. Well, if you say he's a nice guy, then I I gotta stop the uh, the initial j- just all the hate towards Mark Wahlberg. But you know, hush you. It's a Boston thing, probably too. I don't know, man. I went to Wahlberg. That shit was pretty nice. <laughs> oh. <sighs> it was all right. Well, you can't because it's closed. I, I, I would have gone back to Wahlberg, but good. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, uh, those were all of Biden's uh, executive actions so far, and um, I mean, whatever. It's it's he's got to do something. It's a lot. I've it's it's, but it, it's something. I think a step in the right direction for now. Yeah, I mean, maybe, words. Maybe a lot of big words. A lot of pretty no? words. I I'm not. <laughs> going um yeah i'm not going to cast judgment just yet because it's not even been a week we still have a whole four years of this yeah. administration right i don't know how many days are in a year but i'm sure it's more than 1200 so we have more than 1200 mm. not in a year but rather four years i can't i can't give you the whole in a presidency yeah yeah what i what i meant i was gonna say i'm I like 365 and his first term or this term period, who knows how it's going to work out for him. The pendulum, <laughs> the pendulum might swing back really hard, yo. He might not get a second term. 
Trump didn't get a second term. It sounded like you meant like it wasn't going to last the full term. Oh, you're talking about like, oh, wow, wow. No, I wasn't going there. Damn. Damn, did I sound my bad? I didn't mean to sound that cold. I didn't mean to sound that cold. What I was saying is it we don't know what's gonna happen come uh come 2024. It's what I meant. (laughs) You know, he could be another Jimmy Carter, but um very old. But there's also that. There's also that, and uh yeah, yeah, but no, so we don't know. So so let's let's give him time. I'm not saying to give him all the time in the world, but let's give him time. Let's see if they follow through on some of the stuff. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good stopping point. Let's take a break. I know Emma, yeah. are you gonna be? Emma, yeah, I might just go to bed right now. <laughs> I think she might pass out. Give no, me, all right, give it, you, you got shot at right now. Give oh, you're supposed to write him down, son. <laughs> uh, you have to remind me because no, no, no. This, this is automatic. Yeah, shout out, let's shout out your mom. <laughs> She's always cool. Let's shout out yeah. the banker who owns her loan. Yeah, that's called the feds. The feds. Are you good? They're about, they're about to. Uh, they're about to eradicate all loans. You know, they're Bernie's not about eradicate to, my loans. What? Bernie's about to be the head of the. He's about to be the chair of the Senate Finance Committee, whatever that may mean. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but he's been the only one to ever say cancel all student hmm. loans. You good? You good? You good? Shh, yeah. Happen. Here's what I really need. So. One of the plans thinks that you can cancel up to $10,000. And the debate is per borrower or per loan. And I have like a bazillion loans through the federal government, but they're not consolidated. So if it was the 10000 per loan, I would be single-handedly restarting this economy Spending money left and right on vacation everywhere. Oh, so that's the that's the one we need to go for. <laughs> wow, they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. Shout out to student loans. That's the opposite of my mom. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Facts for real. All right, um, let's take a break. Ross, Ross, and I will be back, and uh, we'll do we'll do get out how you live, and uh, and real quick, I kind of want to talk about. Oh like, wow! Okay, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's it. So get out how you live, Jay Z, Fun Flex, and we got. I like it. it. I like it. I got an early. I got an early morning. It's your boy. So, all right. Stay yeah. tuned, everybody. We'll be back. Peace. Emily, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. That was the wrong one, actually. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to welcome everybody back to the second half. <laughs> but I, I, I guess that first one was for Emily having to leave us for the second half here. Yes. Yes. But um, but totally understand. She's got a a big day 
ahead of her tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> her. But uh but yeah, man. Um I uh <laughs> so all right, we'll we'll get to Jay Z and Funk Flex in a second. Well, actually, let's get to that. We'll do that now, and then we'll. Get to that. <laughs> well, because it's just funny to me, man. I don't understand. I don't understand this. This why Funk Flex keeps throwing Hove under the bus. Like, listen, and you know, I, I'm not. I'm not like a Jay Z fan like that. But you have to respect what he's done. You really do. I, and I get it. Um, and, and he's got some bangers for tracks. But, yo, Funk Flex. I mean, so what did he say? Because this was a couple weeks ago. So who was better than him? So, Funk Flex was <laughs> on a... He was on a podcast, and I forgot what the podcast was. Was it with Sway? It wasn't Sway's podcast. Was nah, it? nah, he wasn't with Sway in the morning. Oh, he was with Gilly. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, he was a million dollar worth of game. It's a podcast with Gilly the Kid and his cousin. Oh, what's his cousin's name? His cousin's actually pretty cool. Uh, but um, but basically, he's going back and forth with Sway. Not Sway. See what you made me do? He's going back and forth. It's going back and forth between Gilly and um. And Flex, and at one point, Flex is saying that he believes that if the stuff hadn't come out about him having a writer and him having someone who did uh, reference tracks for him, that Drake would be would eventually become bigger than Jay Z. And so, you know, they was like, "Nah, not gonna happen." And I'm like, "Ah, I could have that that could have happened, but he fucked up." so i mean first off drake is nowhere you there's just no comparison drake to jay-z there isn't i don't care shit you off your rockers you think there is oh my goodness yes what do you mean yes drake is literally following was literally following and Jay-Z's footsteps. I mean, Jay-Z got put on by Jazzo, and then within years, he just blew the... Well, it took him a while. It took him like eight years, and then he just blew that out. Drake got put on by, by Lil Wayne, and now he's much bigger than Wayne. Um, He's already got his own imprint. Jay got the Rockefeller. He got the OVO. And let's talk about the way that music is released and consumed these days. I don't think that anybody is fucking with Drake. Hell, the last 10 years, Drake is number one across the bar in so many categories as far as music goes. So, yeah, that could have happened. That could have happened. But because Drake is part of this thing called hip hop and hip hop requires you to have a certain level of authenticity. And he lost that once the Quentin Miller files came out. So he's done on that end. But yeah, definitely could have. Drake, Drake is Drake is a pop star, son. And Jay, Jay became a pop star after Hard Knock Life. So yeah, definitely. Nah, definitely you could. still can't compare Jay's like pop albums to to no no. I I can't let you I can't let you say that. 
I'm sorry. What are, what are you saying? I'm saying. All right, hold on. What are we? How are we comparing them? In well, I'm just saying what? they're both they're both pop stars, and as far as like their impact, yeah, the impact is no. I I, I thought Flex was talking about he's like a better rhymer, right? No, he wasn't necessarily saying that he was a better rhymer, but he was saying that he would be he would have he would have been he would have had that star appeal if not more. Because because lyrically, I mean, it's not the same. It's not fair to either of them because they're in different lanes. But even then, you see that Jay Jay had to get on a track with him before. So yeah, no, nah, I I totally agree with Flex on that one. He is correct. Wild, no way, no. I I have to say no. But why, no But why do you say no? Though what do what? What's your counterpoint to? I I wouldn't even say that they're. I wouldn't even say that they're in the same pop category if we're going, you know, the pop route. They are in the same pop category. I but I no, I don't think so. There's I just I don't I don't I can't agree to that. I think Hoes just even lyrically because of the stuff that he says is so just a 180 from what Drake says. Drake is all of look, 99% of Drake's fans have high heels on. Everybody knows. That. Oh, okay, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Okay, cannabis. So then so then if you say that, then you're saying that LL Cool J is not bona fide? He's not like a certified one of the greats. I, I, I wouldn't say LL Cool J's fan. They're, they're fans. The women are fans of LL Cool J for a whole completely different reason than they're fans of Drake. What is it? What's the different reason that they're fans of LL Cool J compared to Drake? Go. Uh, I mean, if now we're going off subject, but yeah, yeah. Women, we can come Drake, back. We can digress. Chicks, chicks, chicks love LL Cool J, right? His name. Ladies love Cool James. Mr. Six Pack, Mr. Lick His Lips, Mr. Always Got His Shirt Off, but what he did as a um, as a pioneer for hip hop in itself, and also having like you know the gangster records, you know, quote unquote, I say gangster in air quotes as well. Um, it's completely different. Like chicks like LL because he's chiseled. I don't see like Drake ain't walking around with a six pack. You get what I'm saying? It's completely different. Drake chicks love Drake because he sings love songs. Like the same reason chicks love boy bands and boys to men and whatever, you know, singing all the all the nice lovey dovey stuff. Um, it, it's not necessarily because of their looks. Like you can't blame chicks for liking LL because my man, you know, took steroids all his life. No, chicks love LL because of I need love. Chicks love LL because nah, of I'm gonna love you better. Looks. Chicks it's love LL because he had a song with boys to men. Called it's hey, the looks. yeah, where, where he's without a shirt and overalls. No, chicks, chicks love LL because what's what's another joint? Chicks love LL because he makes a lot of songs for chicks. Nah, yeah, it's man, because he's, <laughs> he's half naked and he now he's in NCIS. All right, <laughs> bruv, I disagree. Standing opposite side of what's his face, uh, Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Nah, so so that's so to me that point is moot because they both make songs for girls. Nah, 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 nah. It's you, completely you different. In fact, but but in then fact, he makes songs use... that are gangster songs. Drake's cat whole catalog is all girl. It's it's all like, you know, um it's like very Ja Rule esque singing. 
A lot of singing. Hell, okay. Well, hell, ja Rule L's not singing. And Ja, ja Rule got squashed by M and Green Lantern and all those guys back in the day. Ja Rule, ja Rule was on his way until he ran into 50 Cent. Thank God. And, and, then, and then what did 50 Cent do? 50 Cent turned around and took Ja Rule's style. Nah, how? With yeah, one song. Yeah, 50 Cent just yeah. fell off the face of the earth. That's he just fell off the face of the earth within the last 10 years, sure. But he basically did the same thing that Ja Rule was doing. He was making them, them, them ballads. He had tracks with Olivia. He had, what was it, that candy shop joint? It was the same thing. Candy shop is completely different from anything Ja Rule was. No, it is not. Yeah, it is Come not. On. Come I'm on. sorry, Ross. Ross you I'm of all sorry. people, Ross. This is this is you let, let me tell of you. all this people how... to me. You should be able to, to to recognize and distinguish the differences between these artists and the tracks they put out, Ross. No, Hello like, Cool J's here's... tracks for females, if we're going that route strictly, are completely different than Drake's, you know, raps and songs for females, like. You are wrong. It, it, no, I, I'm telling you, I am not you wrong, wrong on this. Trust me. You it are is, wrong. Th there are completely different elements involved in both of them. Like You are wrong. Nah, bro. Yes. I'm telling you. it's They're not yes. the same. They're not the same. Like One and the same. Nah, the they're same. not the same. The, the physical the appeal that LL Cool J has, completely transcended like like for the women completely transcended is i'm gonna knock you out you know and all this other stuff that he came at out with or whatever you know what i mean like uh drake is straight up just making love ballads and you know and he's not and, and he's not even shirtless drake is a great performer so so but he's not a rapper so, he's not a hip-hop so part of me so the different no he's very hip-hop so the difference nah, to you is the fact that he's not shirtless. It's it, and and the content of their of their songs. It's different. Dog. It's a different way. Dog. It's a different. They do it a different way. I, I'm telling you, my man. No, well, they don't. Ross. They don't. They don't. You know, they, we might, they we might have to do the proverbial agree to disagree on this one. I mean, we can, we can, <laughs> but. But you're wrong. No, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> but we can't agree I'm, to disagree. I'm, I'm, That's I'm fine. But you're wrong, wrong, bro. I'm not wrong. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. The only difference, the only difference between LL Cool J and Drake, at least for the sake of this argument, is that LL Cool J first came out when Drake was born. That is the only difference. Yeah, I'm telling because you. Because straight up, LL Cool J. LL Cool J basically built Def Jam. Like, if it wasn't for his catalog, Def Jam wouldn't be the storied label that it is today. If it wasn't for Drake's catalog, Lil Wayne couldn't have sold the rights to Young Money's music because it's Drake that shorted up, really. Uh, so it's literally the yeah, same. But the, only, not, not, what, mean, the difference here, Saul, is nostalgia. You no, are holding but, your no, image I'm, I'm of you. LL Cool J. And because you hold him in such high esteem, no, I don't even hold him in that high esteem. Anymore. I don't even hold him in that high esteem anymore. He lost it for me when he started doing. There you go. Anymore. So at one point you did. Nah, but I've never held him any. Listen, but you I, let, but you're, but you're letting your hate for Drake. And I understand. I don't think Drake is a great rapper. 
I don't think he's the best rapper, but I have to recognize the fact that yeah, hip hop is hip hop is pop. Hip hop has been pop for no, a long that's, time. No, that's that's different. Jay Z, that's hip hop. Jay Z made popular music. No, that's something. And else. when she went, when she went the route, when she went ahead and used the line that cannabis used to try and diss LL Cool J with the high heels, then I was like, Drake, yeah, let's go Drake. for LL Cool J. I was dissing Drake, and it's the truth. It's I know. Different. No, but that's what. But that was cannabis. When all he was of Drake's fans, all of Drake's fans wear high heels. Not all of LL Cool J's fans wear high heels. No, you said ninety nine percent of his fans wear high heels. Of Drake, literally ninety nine percent. But cannabis said the same thing about LL Cool J. But I'm not talking about LL Cool J, and I'm not cannabis. I'm talking about Drake. And I'm not being real. You gotta be real with me. Both of them. You gotta be real with me. Would there not be? Would LL Cool J? Not have more male fans than Drake has male fans. No, not at all. And I will tell you why. Ah, you're wild. You oh, no, 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 no. I will tell you why. The majority of Drake's fans are born in a certain era, and the majority of LL Cool J's fans are born in a certain era. Nah, and so, listen, that's it. Now, if you're saying, does LL men Drake that like Drake a- are the guys that like sit down when they pee? There you go. I heard that somewhere else as well. All right. But the point is. <laughs> But my point is, <laughs> if you're asking me how many 37-year-olds I if know... If any man are, really rocks with Drake, 37-year-old and younger, I don't care, whatever, like, you're, you just might as well listen to Ja Rule. Listen to, li, li, listen to some whack, washed, you know, wannabe R&B singer. Go for it, then. Give me a break. Get out of here. Try to tell me that Drake and LL's the same, bro. You crazy. Yeah, Drake and LL's the same. Yeah, you wild. Drake and Jay Z the same. Nah, they are not yeah, the same. Man. Cut, not yeah, the same man. at all. Nah. The same. Nah. The same. One nah, of the same. Bro. Same nah. arc to their careers and everything. Nah. You nah. It's what just a mean? different demographic. Drake, Drake just come from Marcy Projects. Drake, Drake never came from any hard, rough. Livings, you know what he was. But why does that matter? It matters a lot because that has a lot to do with what shapes you and who you are, and then the music that you decide to write and put out. Exactly, and that matters to your fans and how authentic what it is that you say. It matters. As as it just matters one hundred percent for 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 genuine purposes and organic purposes only. Like, but, but listen, that's the you, point. you can have a team. That's what Drake is. Drake had a million producers and writers around him. And and he's been this actor and and raised you know brought up in 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 that uh in that entertainment field, you know what I mean. So that's why his stuff, yeah, maybe it sounds great to 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 the average Joe. Let's say the guy that doesn't care about what he listens to. I don't respect that person. I don't respect the person that could just put on whatever. It's like, oh yeah, this is hot. Oh yeah, this is fire. Oh yeah, all oh, this is fire. No 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 no. I'm a firm believer in garbage in, garbage out. Like you're gonna listen to some, you know. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I want some truth in in in, in what I'm gonna be listening to, a, a little bit, a little bit of a, an ounce of honesty at least. What? So what me, honesty? What honesty? Any honesty, and and the thing is, someone who's someone who's had it a little bit rougher than a, someone like Drake, I feel like is gonna be a little bit more honest. But why in do the you terms have? Of when they're why making do you have music, to have it rougher? Like putting that feeling in there. What's that? Why do you have to have it rougher? That's my point right now. Like let's step outside. You don't, you don't have to have it rougher, but you can't deny that having it rougher, um, kind of uh, uh, what's the word? Um, 
it uh it, having it a little bit rough. It, you know, it it come on, it has a little bit of seasoning to you. You know what I mean? Like Ross, you're different. We, you and I are different. We both had it rough growing up. We did having it rougher, like not 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 like like a one parent household. Okay, not only not only you know being minorities, but growing up in the South and not having a lot of money. Like that builds character. You that comes across if as an artist, you know, that that comes across like like the right ear, the certain certain people, like they'll hear it. They appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah, Drake's fluff. You can have the guy that 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 grew up in uh in uh what's the hot country club back home back then was hot was fire, like Remington or Kissimmee Bay, yeah. maybe okay. or whatever. Okay. Right, you could have them be trained, classically trained, and whatnot, and yeah, they're good. But okay, there's something missing. That's what Drake is. Yeah, Drake is good. He's talented. I love him on Saturday Night Live. But there's something missing. Like yeah, that person's great, but there's something missing about them. Like they're they're not it 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 they they, they it's not relatable. But that's my point. And that's a big thing, I think, it's, for music not, and a lot of people. Now, if people just want to listen to whatever that makes them happy, yo, like I said, garbage in, garbage out. That's why you got a lot of these dumb idiots out here doing all these dumb TikTok dances. And then you got a lot of dumb idiots that, listen, you know, voted for Trump because I feel like they're the kind of people that don't care what they listen to. It all goes hand in hand. Okay. Garbage in, garbage now, out. Now you, went, now you went off the deep end. But let's go back to but let, no. But let's go back to your let's go back to your argument of authenticity. That's that's where you lose me. Yes, sure. We're from different socioeconomic background than Drake. Okay. I agree with that part. But where what authenticity does that mean that he needs to be from a different socioeconomic background for us to like him? Because again, you and I don't no, think to no. Drake. We're, it, we're it, not part I, of his said, target. I, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. My you bad. and I don't relate to Drake because we're not part of his target demographic. So yeah, we're not going to be fans of Drake. Just as fans of Drake aren't necessarily going to be fans of Jay Z. So yeah, I listen to Jay Z. I relate more. I don't know that I relate more. Is it more entertaining? Sure, because of the era that I come from. But even then, when we talk about authenticity, how authentic is Jay-Z's music? So he says that he was a drug dealer. He says that he what what he had a stash house up in Spanish Harlem. We believe him at face value. He was the, oh, no, I don't believe in all so that. Where's the authenticity? That is, it because, is it because he grew up in a single parent household? That's what makes him authentic? No, it it, it I mean a little bit. To a certain extent, maybe, but not necessarily like that. It, it it's just that maybe he 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 relates a little bit more to to that. And even if he didn't have the stash house in Spanish Harlem, I would say that he might know somebody that does, as opposed to Drake. Like like Biggie's mom. This is a good example. I heard this in an interview with Biggie's mom, where she was talking about Big, and she was saying how no, she made sure there was food at the house. You know, Biggie makes it seem in his in his in his in his raps and his songs like he was starving. I mean, anybody with a naked eye could see that man was not starving. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, 
you know, she made sure that he got he, he went to a good school because if I miss correct me if I'm wrong, but he he was a good student, mm-hmm, was he not? Mm-hmm. So the thing that caught me, and I guess what I'm trying to say is the big thing that she said was that um even though he didn't necessarily live that, like that's where he was from, that he, he had the story to tell. There was a story to tell, and somebody had to tell that story, which means you know, he was surrounded by that. And, and 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 it influenced him in certain ways where he made it relatable to to everybody. That's why Big is you know universally. Well, loved, then if that's right? the case, Drake is real because his dad got locked up for selling cocaine. Nah. So his dad. Got no, 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 from no, no, his no. Dad, what, what are you saying? What, what, white collar and blue collar crimes are completely different. Cocaine is not a white collar crime, sir. <laughs> I know, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I do not get what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm. Well, listen, he. Drake as a kid was in movies, okay. right? Was he not in shows? Okay. Was he? I, I mean, Big and all them weren't doing any okay. of that. But, but so so okay, so Drake was in movies. So here's so here's what that says to me. Oh, and, and let me clarify this real quick before we get a little deeper into this. I'm specifically just talking about like rap and and hip hop, like as you like you know because. Uh, to me, there's certain. I feel like certain standards. If you really want to be taken seriously as an MC in, the, in that, but that's another. That's for another time. Yeah. No. So. So. Okay. So Drake was in movies. So what that says to me is, yo, he's actually a real artist. He should be making music, right? Pro- that's what. No. Not. 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 Not music. He's a performer. He's there a you go. Actor. Prodigy. Prodigy. Prodigy went to art school. In fact. In 2001, Jay-Z plastered his picture in a ballerina outfit. I don't care who anybody, what anybody thinks. Prodigy, if goddamn Shook Ones comes on right now, if you hip-hop, you know that that's the voice of New York. So what are we saying about Drake? What makes him inauthentic? Is it because he doesn't have stories for himself? Well, we just said B.I.G. doesn't have stories for himself. Not it's not that he friends. doesn't have stories for himself. He doesn't even he doesn't even have people with those stories around him. How, we all know. I know. All how this. do you know this? We know this because he's just now surrounding himself with this, and the and these stories are coming out that he's trying to be like some fake gangster guy now. So all of a sudden. so let's say that like some Don. So let's say and it's like give me a break. So let's say that he's doing that. This Drake so let's say that he's doing that now. And please, anybody listening. I'm no Drake apologist, but I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, really. I'm really trying to understand. What you're yeah, and what I'm saying is he's not hip-hop. He's not comparable to LL Cool yes, J or Jay-Z. Because no, he's, 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 for LL Cool no J. LL Cool J. Well, LL Cool J is even better because he never rhymed about being hard. I don't think that Drake does either. You said it yourself. LL Cool J is hard as... Come on. Give me a, he rhymed about Okay, so let's say that, but you're, you're saying that Drake makes songs for ladies, but at the same time you're saying that he's trying to surround himself with dudes to have stories. What stories? Drake isn't out here trying to act like... I didn't say he was trying to surround himself with. I said he doesn't. He's not. So then what So then what? What are you saying? Like, what makes him inauthentic? Because at first you were saying he's, he's over here trying to surround himself with people. Now you're saying that he's not. What are we saying? Well, when when did I say he was trying to surround you himself? With now he's trying to surround himself with people, so that I mean, oh, may I said maybe now he's trying okay. to do it to try to maybe seem a little more, you know, 
hardcore and authentic to the to the nope, game. He's not, but he, it's like he does nah, no bro. such we, thing. We, he does no such thing. He doesn't rhyme about being. Yeah, he does. No, there was there was a story that came out where supposedly he, like slapped somebody. Okay, so, he's trying to be well, a gangster. That's literally about smacking something. And then you know what? Nothing. Another thing is he's kind of like a groomer. The whole story about him and that Bobby chick from Stranger Things. Listen, Drake on a hundred percent on all levels is just 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 not it. That's it. I'm sorry. And he doesn't represent hip-hop to me at all. Like, at all. That's not hip-hop. Like, none of these guys are hip-hop right now. That's the thing. Hip-hop is not dead, but none of these guys are hip-hop. They need to just stop calling. Like, he's R&B. He wants to be an R&B artist? He's an R&B artist. I give him that. But he ain't a rapper. He's not hip-hop. He is a rapper. He is hip-hop. And yeah, he does sing, too. Yeah. Nah. Nah, whatever. Anyways... Now that we went on this 20-minute tangent on why I hate Drake's... Yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> uh, Funk Flex and Jay-Z, what's the beef? Please explain to me the beef with Funk Flex. Like, just what, why is all this I, happening I, right now? I, I have my suspicions. I remember that about five years ago, Funk Flex had a beef with Jay because Jay used to have this website called um, Life and Times. I don't know if you remember that. It was actually very sexy. It was like, it was nice. No, it was, it was nice. It was nicely designed. Like he, you could tell he hired people to take care of this and he hired people who's, uh, who's, that's their craft, you know, like they're web designers. They're people who are curators of certain arts. And he had a website called Life and Times of Sean Carter. And it was a nice website. He had music stuff. It had a little bit of political stuff, a lot of art stuff. And yo, Flex went on a rant about how Jay is like skimming, like stealing information from him so that he could boost his own app. He was mad. Like he was saying that people in Jay-Z's crew wasn't allowing him to play Dipset affiliated music at the 4040 club. Like he was just, he was just tight. And ever since then, any chance he gets, he will throw Jay-Z under the bus. Yeah. And that, my friend, is a fact. He couldn't play dipset music at the well. Remember, Jay had beef with with, with Cam. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, because of that, I can see. I can see. I can see that. I can see if I have beef with someone, I'm like, dog, you're not gonna play that shit out here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. Funk Flex says Drake is better than Hov. No, he never said he never said Drake was better than Hov. He said that he said yeah, he could have been. been. Could have been a contender. Okay. And then and then the, and then what was the second thing he said about him? Because he brought Jay-Z back up like this. No, no, well, he brought Jay-Z back up this week because uh because of the Trump pardons. Yes. <laughs> That's what because it of the was. Trump pardons. Like <laughs> Trump Trump pardoned Desiree Perez for for her uh for her, 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 for her bid, for her time in the drug game, and mm-hmm. and Flex was like, "Yo, Jay p- paid Trump money, or at least say he lobbied Trump, to, um, mm. to pardon Desiree." Do you think those allegations hold any validity? I don't see why not. I mean, if you roll with me, I got the bread. I get, I get wind that. Um, that if I can put however much, if I could put however much out there, 
then um then your your record could be part you could be expunged yeah or or maybe that person or maybe Desiree came to him like yo my man look I got this that and the third I just don't have access to him like that do you think you could get me in contact with some people that could get me in contact with him and then it's like yeah I could do that wow just <laughs> six degrees man you're right. Degrees. You're right. That's just that's just insane. I mean, I wonder how much a pardon costs. I know that if you wanted Rudy Giuliani to approach the president about a pardon, you had to give him two mil. Oh my goodness! What? Yeah. Hold on. Just to talk, just to bring up the idea to the president, you had to come to Giuliani and give him two million dollars yeah. for a pardon. Yeah. I mean, that's chump change to Hove. Well, chump change to Beyonce. <laughs> I don't even, but personally, I don't think, I don't think they went through, I don't think they went to Giuliani. If that happened, so if, nah, they went through, they went through the Kushners, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. They don't roll, they don't roll in, they don't roll in the circles for Giuliani. Hove, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try to do a whole impression. I'll leave that to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Look, I'm look just just to make sure that I wasn't blowing smoke at you. I'm I'm on the New York Times, mm-hmm. the New York Times, and boom, I'm just gonna randomly. I'm like three paragraphs, four paragraphs in. Mr. Trump's former personal lawyer, John M. Dowd has marketed himself to convicted felons as someone who could secure pardons because of his close relationship with the president, accepting tens of thousands of dollars from a wealthy felon and advising him and other potential clients to leverage Mr. Trump's grievances about the justice system. A one-time top advisor to Mr. Trump, to the Trump campaign, was paid $50,000 to help seek a pardon for John Kiriakou, a former CIA officer convicted of illegally disclosing classified information and agreed to a $50,000 bonus if the president granted it, according to a copy of an agreement. And Mr. Kiriakou was separately told that Mr. Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, could help him secure a pardon for $2 million. Jesus yep, 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 yep. Mr. Kiriakou rejected the offer, but an associate, fearing that Mr. Giuliani was illegally selling pardons, alerted the FBI. Mr. Giuliani challenged this characterization. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. Man, money, bro. Money talks for real. Mm-hmm. Wowie, wow, wow. How much for a pardon? Yeah, we could start at two mil. That's if you go to Giuliani route. Oof. If you go the other way, we could start at like 50K. Jeez. And if you pardon, so 50 G's for me to go ahead and have that conversation with him. Another 50 if your pardon gets granted. So technically, I just made 50 G's without even having to talk to the president. Not gonna be like, yo, I went to the big man and he said no. 
And then that's, that sounds like a uh, Ponzi scheme, son. Ooh, that sounds like uh, something right out of Get It get, How You get, Live. Get It How You Live. Oh, we. What's what we got for Get It How You Live this week? Yo, um, we have to give it up to Gwinnett County's own Mr. Trey Brown. Um, so <laughs> Trey Brown, 19 years old is facing charges after authorities said that he stole just about a million dollars from a Kroger's in a, in about a two week period. Um, you know what Kroger's is? It's like, uh, yeah, it's a grocery grocery store. store. So detectives are claiming that, um, Mr. Brown went ahead. Mr. Trey Brown, 19 year old Trey Brown went ahead and, um, created over 40 returns for non-existent items, and he put them on several credit cards. The returns ranged in price from $75 to more than $87,000. In total, he was able to steal over $980,000 during a two-week period. Let's pause right here. Let's pause right here. What? I've been I've been to a Kroger's. I've been to a Kroger's in Dayton, Ohio, to be exact. There is no way you could spend eighty-seven thousand dollars at Kroger's. Yo, that's what I'm. I can't even imagine that. If this was Walmart, I'd be like, yeah, I can see it. You buy TVs, you buy, you know, ATV, whatever. Somehow, some way, Trey managed to. Return $87,000 worth of stuff at one point. Because, again, returns ranged in price from $75. I can see that. You're in the supermarket. Yeah, $75 to $87,000. And then, in total, within a two-week period, Mans was able to return and make $980,000. Now, Mm. corporate employees Mm. from Kroger noticed there was suspicious activities, suspicious activities, rather, and they went ahead and contacted the police. The investigators say that Mr. Brown bought clothes, guns, shoes, and two vehicles with the money. Before being arrested, he even crashed one of the vehicles. It was a total loss. A large (laughs) sum of money was returned after Brown was arrested. Brown um, has been charged with theft by taking. And he's been released on $11,000 bond. And to Mr. Trey Brown, I say, keep repping Atlanta. Get it how you live. Because ain't nothing more Atlanta than being a scammer. That's for sure. Bro. And my man got off. He's out on parole. Out on bail. Probably rocking, probably rock, rocking a, a, a Gucci suit. Oh my! Probably rocking goodness. a Gucci suit. Listening, the... listening to Drake. All right, listen, listening to Drake. <laughs> listening to Drake. Possibly got, possibly got the Drake and Future joint. Oh my goodness! Yes, sir. Oh man, man, what a time! What to a be time alive. to be alive! Yeah, that happens to be the name of Drake and Future's album together. Shout out to you. <laughs> oh God! 
I didn't I didn't say that on purpose either. <laughs> oh man, all right. Shout outs, Ross. Let's do some. I mean, am I missing anything before we get to shout outs? Nah, man. I'm trying to think if I'm if I'm forgetting about anything in particular, but I think we're all right. Let's see. In case you missed it, Valencia College Peace and Justice Institute. Do you know about this? I'm familiar with the Peace and Justice Institute. What's up with them? At Valencia? Yeah, they're continuing its conversation on Justice Series tomorrow and Thursday with a full agenda focused on themes of sustainability, advocacy, and human rights. Oh, you could register at the link there. Okay. I was just looking at something. Hmm. What is What is that all about? So... Peace and Justice Institute used to be the Peace and Justice Initiative, and it was started over at the Valencia West. I'm a liar. It was started over at the East Campus, and it was because one of the professors there who is of um, South Asian descent, I'm not sure if it was Indian or Pakistani, or even Bangladeshi, right? So, but it was that part of the world, South South Asia. She was getting some vitriol. She was getting harassed. And so because of that, they started a PJI to start a conversation in terms of, hey, what does justice look like? Um, what would happen if we all had conversations that were in terms of where we were allowed to say anything and we would be heard. But the catch is that then on the flip side, you would have to be quiet when someone else speaks so you can hear what they have to say. And so that's what that was founded on. And that was back in like, Oh five. I was like a post nine 11 situation. And then it grew and grew and grew. And it finally became the peace and justice Institute. And now they tackle various subjects as far as, yes, sustainability. People think of sustainability as just, oh, you know, let's recycle. But it's more than that because there are some inequalities that get addressed when you go ahead and look at sustainability from more than just an environmental point of view. And what I mean by that is there are certain areas of the world that get dirty water. There are certain areas of the world that get your trash. So whenever you throw away something, yes, some of it goes in the, in the, tra- in the what do you call it, the, the, the city dump. But you also, we're all familiar with like those barges that have trash that are leaving the New York Harbor. Well, where are those going? And things of that nature. There's also, well, why is it that certain people have access to this and then you go, I don't know, two blocks away, and then other people have access to that, right? And that's all about sustainability. How can we get a system, how can we get an ecosystem, rather, that is fair for everybody? Now, we're not talking about socialism, although that could be a part of it, too, if we, you know, someone chooses to have that conversation. But we're talking about how these decisions in terms of where you buy from, where that Food is who that food is coming from as well. Uh, you have a situation where we're talking about okay, you had what's his name Ford. He was talking about making cars, and he was like, "Well, I want to make cars that the people who work for me can afford." 
right? So that's that that's a sustainable idea. It's like I want to make products that my employees can go ahead and own, can afford to own. And so they talk about things like that, but they talk about policing. They also talk about human trafficking. Definitely, definitely big on racism because that's what they were started on. But yeah, that's Peace and Justice Institute in a nutshell. Um, I was a part of it for a while, but then I was like, ah, I'm gonna let that go. Cause I'm, I'm why um, was that? So I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that question because then I'm gonna get outed. No, oh, <clears throat> whatever. But um there's there's a we're fighting for different things, right? And what I mean by that is you have those who are fighting for equality but aren't too sure what that may mean. And I'm actually just concerned with black liberation. It just seems that it would be great to be considered equal in America, but that's not just an American problem, right? It's, it's a global issue. Having these conversations is cool, but I, I need to have these conversations with people who have skin in the game. And so I I feel some sort of way having conversations in terms of what would work for people who look like me, but I'm having these conversations with people who don't look like me. I, I'd like someone who looks like me to be at the behest of that conversation. And so a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times the agenda doesn't necessarily reflect what I would like. With that said, I still have a lot of respect for the PJI and I still attend some of their events. I'm just not, go ahead. Uh, I was no, just, I'm ahead, just not involved in a lot of the organizing and things of that nature. I've been doing other stuff. Hmm. Well, hit me up. I mean, let me know if I- Oh, you definitely are. Everything that they do is open to, to the community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go with you to one. I just want to check it out. But um, I, I like how you brought up a point. I about someone that, you know, it'd be nice to have someone that looks like you uh, kind of in charge of stuff like that. Um, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves, and, and not to go off on another tangent, we're going to keep going on, what are we, I guess on shout outs coming up, but um, is uh, is people that don't look like either of us um, trying, and, and this might, you know, this might be completely it's kind of a little separate from from what you're speaking of, but it just made me think of this. And it's just um, people that don't look like either of us uh, just trying to tell us what like racism in this country yeah. is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, you, what, what do you know? Yeah. Like, no, that's that's perfect. And they always have, and they always have some. They always have some you know, corny story about going into like a Spanish restaurant and everyone's speaking Spanish around them for, you know, 45 minutes of their life, maybe. And that's the irony, right? (laughs) So the irony is that, yes, you went in a Spanish restaurant, everyone was talking Spanish and it bothered you because you didn't understand what they were saying. Here's the thing though, 99% of those people weren't even talking about you, didn't give a fuck about you. you Dude, 99.9. 99.9% <clears throat> of them ain't 
didn't even look your way. You just happened to be there. Now, let's flip that on the other side. That's just you being guilty. guilty Let's just flip that on the other side. And then, yeah, you have those people who find this place wherever you are to be their haven. Feel the same way that you do in there when they're outside of that little place, whatever it may be. Yeah. My 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 biggest pet peeve is when yeah. uh, is when you hear someone say, "Well, slavery ended a long time ago," and then my problem is that yeah, and that's the problem right there. <clears throat> you frame my existence based on slavery, and if we start at slavery, then anything else that is not slavery seems like it's progress. And so, mm-hmm. no, we can't have those conversations. I'm not I'm not saying that I don't want someone who's white to help out. No, that's great. But the bulk of the work, the bulk of what needs to be done needs to come from someone who looks like me. And all my skin folk ain't my kin folk. You know what I mean? So yes, they look like me, but who is it? Is it Tim Scott from uh, South Carolina? Because if that's Tim Scott, then I don't want him representing me. Because he doesn't. Or the guy that married me. <laughs> nah, I don't want him representing me. I don't want OJ Simpson representing me either. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, where I, that's, that's where I am. That's where I am. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. Mm. Um, so where were we? Were we on shout outs? Uh, yeah. Shout outs. And then you read something about PJI Maybe. and you asked me and now here we are. Yeah, yeah. PJI does good work. PJI does good work. Shout out to Rachel Allen. Shout out to Hank Van Putten. Shout out to Paul Chapman out in Winter Park. Yes, they do good work. That's all I got to say about that. Nice. Um, You got any other shout outs? Nah, they're usual. My fam, wife, son, daughter, my peoples. Love them all. I, I, eventually, I'll get myself situated with the social medias, and I'll be like, "Oh, follow me on Twitter." But I don't be on there like that. Oh yeah, yeah. you know I got to be better about that because I forget to shout my stuff out. But um, but I, you know, it's, it's getting a little better. The social media is building up, so uh, I can't complain. Um, let me see. I mean, I got regular shout outs. Uh, let me, let me, let me. Let me run through these because I got some special shout outs at the end um, that I want to give up. But a shout out, obviously, to Longshot Bar and Billiards out on uh, 27 in the Crossroads area. Shout out to Harold. Shout out to Mo uh, holding it down over there with the pawn shop next door. Just shout out to all of them. Listen, socially responsibly. Look, they got to go food. They got whatever. Listen, just wear your mask. Socially distance yourself. Go check out Longshot Bar and Billiards. Uh, in the Four Corners area, down. I mean, like, I mean, it's all the way down to 192. But check it out. It's 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 a good spot. A bunch of pool tables, everything. They keep it clean and sanitized. I know for a fact, 100. percent I promise you. And you guys know me. I'm not trying to put myself in any kind of situation, any anything extra that I have to. But I know you got to get out the house every now and then. So uh, at least for some takeout, go to Long Shot Bar and Billiards. Shout out to my boy Alex out there too, because he's holding it down over in that area. 
Um, obviously, shout out to my boy Leo and uh, the barbershop, Groomers Touch Mobile Barbershop Service. Listen, I got another cut today. My man does facials. <laughs> I got a facial. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, listen, whatever. I And I can notice a difference, which is funny because it's the first time I've ever done anything like that. And, uh, you know, peeled off this stuff or whatever. Like, my 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 face looks great. And I can't, I can't believe it that I just, you know, I'm, I'm just not a firm believer in things like that. And, uh, hey, it worked. I mean, I, I could tell the difference. So he comes to you. You skip the line. You skip the awkward waits at barbershops and whatever. It's completely sanitized and clean after every cut. Um, I saw him do this myself. I'm actually going to take a day with him where I'm, I'll be uh, kind of, kind of documenting yep, yep. everything that he does and like taking pictures and whatever. So I can put up, you know, help him out with the social media aspect of things, but also to show everybody it's a hundred percent safe service. And he literally is one of the best barbers in all of the state of Florida. I'm talking about not only barber, but hairstylist like girls, he does eyebrows, he does facials. Uh, you know, he, listen, he does everything. He'll wash your hair right there. In in the barbershop bus, like this this legit. Um three two one nine eight seven zero eight five nine. Three two one nine eight seven zero eight five nine. He'll come to you. Trust me. Um let's see. LFT websites, Jay Wilson holding it down, simple, clean, and reliable. They got you for all your website needs. LFT Realty Inc. Uh Melissa Wilson has you for all the realty needs, obviously. Um, let's see, LA insurance, huge shout out to my boys, uh, Ray and Alan holding it down and Charles out there. And as always, huge shout out to, uh, Tori out at be nice and all my homies. Cause Sundays they got their thing going on. It's an outside bar on the corner, right across the street from Lake Eola. Uh, if you notice these, you know, the things that I'm just kind of promoting are relatively, you know, like COVID safe. And I don't want to say COVID safe because oh, you got nothing percent safe, but yeah, you know, but just you know, with COVID protocols in mind, you know, so try to try try to keep it real here, but always support the homies as well. So all my homies and be nice out there, Tori holding it down. Um, shout out to Kenya and the Blixel project that 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 kind of the the photo, um, like the photo thing yeah. I was a part of. Um. So, trying to just flood the internet with uh, some up to date uh, stock photos of uh, people of color. <laughs> so, yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, and I guess here, here are some of my special shout outs. I don't want to take too long on them, but uh, yo, huge shout out to Ana Eskamani for real. Always holding it down. I know I shouted her out before on the show, but. I mean, she is on top of her shit, 100%. Um, I'm going to try to either volunteer for her campaign coming up or I, I, I got to do something because this is, it, it's just, you know, huge shout out to her. Um, huge shout out tomorrow uh, because tomorrow is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. So can't forget about that. There's a one on your, uh, one hour documentary uh, that highlights the intricate uh, international plan which enabled the escape of 1300 Jews from Europe to immigration in the Philippines um, and you can register for the link it's a holocaust 
www.holocaustedu.org, all one word, www.holocaustedu.org. Um, you can check that uh, film out there, the documentary out there, because that's pretty wild. Um, I also wanted fresh. to... What's that? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. Um, I also wanted to shout out my man, Governor Ron DeSantis. Sounds like a death sentence. <laughs> Bro, for being such a cuck that he is. Yeah, C-U-C-K. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know what? Google it, fam. <laughs> and, you know, laugh a little bit when you see the meaning of that word. Uh, because he does a complete 180. My man, on his vaccine strategy. Now he's saying that current doses are being reserved for second shots. Instead of use to increase numbers, getting first-time shots. I mean, this guy is just absolutely everywhere. Has no idea what he's doing. Only giving interviews to OAN or whatever, which is just completely just. It does. You know what? I can't wait to vote this clown out. Um, because he's an idiot, and he gets a second shout out. No, he he really is. He's. I mean, I can't believe this, but he gets a second shout out. Because uh, two days ago, I saw, I mean, like the facts are finally coming out of the White House now that it's a completely different administration at the helms. And he can't lie to us because let's, I mean, I'll give you guys a reminder. His administration, the Santos administration, withheld valuable, vital, life or death COVID information from the state, from us, from the people. Um. So now this is coming out. So sh- another shout out to this complete clown because um, Florida has only used half of its mm. COVID vaccines. Mm. <laughs> only half. So you got these old people. I know we've all seen the videos. We've seen the videos. We see it on the news. These these are elderly. Literally, grandmas and grandpas, for real, for real, waiting in line all day long in their yep. cars, out out on patio furniture. I mean, just trying to get the vaccine. You've heard stories that they can't even get on the, they can't even make an appointment to make vaccines. All this stuff. And come to find out, this buffoon in this suit that's too big for him, only used half of its vaccines, which is funny because we'll go back to Trump's administration not having a plan to distribute the vaccine, which trickles down to this. I mean, this guy's got his lips on Trump's, you know, sphincter. (laughs) He has no plan to distribute this thing because half of the vaccines are still Mm. in storage. So shout out to you, DeSantis, and shout out to every idiot in this state of Florida that voted for Trump and voted for DeSantis and voted for Rick Scott. Yeah, I don't care. I I mean, I'm all for unity, but I'm also for accountability. And you, listen, I swear to God, if we ever have a conversation face-to-face, anybody, and I catch wind that you voted for this administration, former administration, Listen, we can unite so I can tell you how I feel about your poor choice 
<laughs> and candidates. Uh, because that's just me holding you accountable for being a complete fucking moron and forgetting literally every, like, just, I don't even, just, just forgetting everything that you know and thinking that you're something you're not. Because we all know everybody wants to be somebody, but nobody wants to be themselves. <laughs> and, you know, 400,000 people dead. So huge shout out to that. Uh, one more huge shout out to the Osceola County Sheriff's Office. No, not the Sheriff's Office. Straight <laughs> up the Sheriff, Marco Lopez. Go ahead. Well, yes, yeah, Sheriff Marco Lopez, but also the Sheriff's Office, because I just caught a video from one of their uh, deputies slamming a student to the ground at wow. Liberty High School. A chick. I don't know if you caught it. Did, did you nah, check on your nah, Twitter nah, real quick? Oh, okay. Bro, my guy. And then the comments coming from the Sheriff's Department itself on Twitter and everything are um, uh, eye-opening, to say the least, uh, and, and a little discouraging. Um, but if anybody, I mean, listen, what is going on in Osceola County? Where we can't get this right, we've got and and what's and what's the post here? Because I'm trying to see. Let me just to make sure, or, or not the post, but just, but the stat in itself, um, because I want to make sure I get this right um, while I'm throwing this complete buffoon under the bus. Uh, oh, is this it right here? Um, nice going. Let me see, David Porter. Because let's see, I, Sheriff uh, Marco Lopez selects nearly all white command staff despite campaign promises of diversity. And where's the stat? Because Ann Escamani had this stat, and I can't find where it was at, but it was something ridiculous about. How just a percentage of of the like the, of, of of Hispanics and minorities in Osceola County, yeah, and then the percentage of the people in charge with Damn. guns. <laughs> people in charge with guns. I like that. I mean, oh, here it is. Let's see. So according to the Orlando Sentinel, about 31% of the agency's deputies identify Hispanic, and so does more than 50% of unincorporated Osceola County. But selected leadership by the new sheriff who campaigned on diversity, specifically on diversity, does not reflect that. I mean, and this picture is just, I mean, you know, and, and this is what got me thinking. This is Saw Conspiracy Theories. Here we go. I gotta come up with a song for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, let me see if I can find something real quick. But uh, you know, it's a uh, Mr. Tinfoil Hat Man conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Let's see. Conspiracy theory music. Let's see, let's, let's see. Conspiracy theory, music, no copyright. Let's see if I got something. 
that I could come up with here. Something crazy. Demise of a nation. What is this? Oh, I like it already. Let's see if this is something. Actually, oh, wait. Just kidding. That was something else. Because before I get to my little conspiracy theory here, I want to make sure I got the proper music for it. Let's see what, what let's see what it's got. That sounds serious. Oh, that does. Welcome to Sauce Shout Out Conspiracy Theories. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Same word. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so what I really think is like, you know, what if there's like just, what if they got to him and they're like, hey, you're not changing shit around. I don't care who's in charge. This is who you're going to put in charge. This is who you're going to hire. Like, you know, this is the brotherhood. We're going to do whatever we want. And like, they're threatening his life. Nah. Like, yeah, that that's what, what you're saying. saying. Before, right? And I'm like, yo, that's nice of you. But nah. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that's a cheap cop out. Like, if if there's people threatening you're a police officer and they're threatening your life. Nah, like, his life ain't I'm tired of that. His I'm tired of that threatened. excuse. Or or this whole brotherhood stuff. You got a gun too, bro. Stop it. There's people look, there are outlets where you can go to make this public. The people will protect you. There's a video out. There's a, 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 a woman got beat yeah. up in Harlem. Yo, yeah. the community came through. Like, ain't none of that ever going to happen again. You get what I'm saying? Like, listen, if you're honest about it and, and, and you're doing the right thing, you'll be okay. You're not alone in doing the right thing. So I don't want to hear this whole, you know, they threatened my life. They're threatening this, that, and the third. The cops do this. No, 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 no. You give them; they they're only as powerful as 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 much as as much power yeah. you give them. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, this is ridiculous. But 31 percent of the agency's deputies identify as Hispanic. 50 percent of unincorporated Osceola County. I mean, yeah, no, he just. He just, he's he just, what, what is the that. saying? He's just an empty suit, yo. It's just an empty suit. Yep. Oh. Huge shout out. Yeah, to shout him. out to Marco Lopez, yo. <laughs> and, uh, and, I mean, that's about it. Shout out to everybody that listens. Yo, hit me up on, on Twitter, Solly D's, uh, D-E-E-Z, S-A-U-L-Y, D-E-E-Z. Hit me up on Instagram, Saul underscore wall uh, underscore and uh, hit up that uh, Saul's Life page on Facebook. We want to hear from you guys. So let us know uh, anything you want to let us know. <laughs> we'll give you guys a shout out. We'll talk about it. We'll plug you in everything. So, uh, yeah, All that right, might be yeah. it, man. That might be it. We got, we got a good one for you next week. Yeah, yeah, Black be History. Be prepared. Yeah, shout out. Shout, shout out. Shout out because... I understand. I know Brandon's got a lock on this, and uh, and is it Mike? Mike Brown and Brandon? Nah, it's 
Gordon, Gordon so Baker. Seven medium popcorns. Gordon, my bad. Shout out to Gordon. Because Gordon and, and Brandon got the, and the uh, medium got the popcorn is with Justin Brown. Drunk. Justin Brown. Mike Brown is who he used to do Brown. the comedy outliers with. You are. Man, I'm all messed up. Oh, my brother. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, you guys. Shout out to Mike Brown. Shout out to Justin Brown. Shout out to Gordon. Shout out to Drunk Black History. Shout out to Medium Popcorn. Shout out Word. to Comedy Outliers. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because starting next 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 week, February, Black History Month, we got we got some heat so for you guys. Fire. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. You know about Nears Green, Ross? I, hey, listen, I just know yeah. I just know that he taught um he taught what's his name? Good old J D how to make that whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I can't wait to hear about MLK because I know you got some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. ready for that. I'll, I'll I'll redeem my rant. My rant from last week. I gotta redeem that because I didn't really, I didn't really drop no real knowledge. I was no, going no. off the dome yeah, freestyle. Did. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it'll be good. We got we got you guys for Black History Month next week. But um, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Uh. Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) Peace. Stay tuned.